from downtown, this is Tim Kitsa from NBA Jam, and you're listening to Nintendo Main Podcast. Boom shakalaka! This week on Nintendo Main, we've all played the Super Nintendo Entertainment System Nintendo Switch Online, and we're going to talk about it. And also, has Nintendo gotten weird again? Get ready for it! Er, is that okay with you, sir? Hey, paisanos! We're getting old. Welcome to Nintendo Main Podcast, episode 188. We are your hosts. I'm Trey. Am I supposed to be Zach Johnson? And I'm Jeremy. Toad's Cornstalk. Mikowski. And this is John. Hoop-de-doo, knitter. Hoop-de-doo. Yeah. Hoop-de-doo. So, uh, we, we thought everything was, we thought everything was well in the world of Nintendo last week after a very great Nintendo Direct. And then we get this weird ass, video which i thought was a complete joke i know this is new stuff but i have to talk about this now i thought it was maybe a trailer for ari oster's new movie but uh i guess apparently it isn't it's a it's nintendo's new uh new toy hula hoop type thing yeah um yeah and as we record this so this is september 11th right now we're supposed to find out uh more information on it uh tomorrow yeah i'm, so. ho- I'm hoping to do a thing where we come back and talk about it but if for some reason we don't You'll hear it next week, of course. But yeah, there's been a weird-ass video that Nintendo dropped of just a whole bunch of people in different countries, like, just freaking out to a Joy-Con on a hula hoop thing and strapping a Joy-Con to their leg. So it sounds like a Switch Fit, or whatever it's going to be called, is going to invade our Switches soon. So, yeah. That might be in the third part of the show. Who knows? (laughs) Depending on when they unveil it. (laughs) But uh, let's start off the show as we normally do and talk about what we've been playing and what we bought for the week. I want to do what we know, how we how we've been doing it for the past few episodes, where we talk about the thing that we've all been playing at the same time. So we'll save the Super Nintendo online service stuff for the end of this. But I got a bunch of weird shit to talk about on mm-hmm. here for some stuff that I got. So right off the bat from last week, um, I was waiting around for the Super Nintendo online service thing to. To launch, you know, which it ended up not doing it until like Thursday night, I think, wasn't it? Like five or six. Five p.m. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, uh, Tetris ninety nine, the update for that happened way earlier. It happened happened at like midnight. So, so I played a bunch of the Tetris two Now there are daily challenges that you can do that are kind of like uh, achievements or trophies or whatever. And you unlock, you get points for that, which will help you unlock new themes for the game, which there are three Nintendo-themed themes on there. There's a Mario one, there's a Zelda one, and a Donkey Kong one. I've already unlocked the Zelda one. And there's also a bunch of other themes that aren't Nintendo-themed that you can get, along from along with showing all the ones that you've unlocked if you played the uh, Maximus Cup events or whatever. But the um, the daily challenges that you get for the, new, for the Tetris 99 2.0 there's basically two that you can get in the free in the free version, and there's two that you can get with the big block DLC. 
So I ended up buying the big black DLC for nine ninety nine. So, and uh, it's great. Like uh, the the multiplayer is attached to that. The uh, the offline stuff is attached to that. If you want to know what it's like to win Tetris ninety nine, buy the DLC pack because you can play the computer on on the lowest difficulty and do it in about like thirty minutes. Actually, probably less than that. Maybe like fifteen. But yeah, no, I've been playing all of that stuff, and uh, yeah, I still love Tetris ninety nine. I've been playing it every day for all the challenges. And, uh, yeah, I haven't been able to do the multiplayer because, unfortunately, the multi- multiplayer is only local. But friend of the show, Kevin, is actually going to do his Switch event this month will be focused on Tetris 99's local multiplayer. So oh, nice. So I can't wait to play that. But, yeah, you can't do it online. And you and I, and I everybody has to have the DLC to play it. So, But the DLC is totally worth it. Like, you can if you want to play straight-up Tetris, you can do it. There's a marathon mode where you play till 150 lines or you play till 999 lines. So you can pretty much play forever and the, the speed, you know, gets higher every 10 lines and all that. Uh, also, there's a whole bunch of new icons, new player icons that you can unlock depending on what you do. So like, so I'm using like, I'm using the shark face icon, which like represents that I got so many KOs or whatever, whatever you knock people out. Like it's like you've, you've, yeah, you've KO'd so many people in Tetris 99. So you get this, or you get like a specific looking T square when you've like gotten like a thousand lines or whatever in Tetris 99. There's like, they added like almost like a hundred more icons for to use for you to use through that. But no, it's cool. I mean, I love, I like Tetris 99 a lot. It's definitely going to be in my top 10 list of this year, just because it's, I keep coming back to it. Tetris is still an amazing game and it's awesome. And all of you people who have pro controllers, you should use it because you can totally do it. Even though I've kind of retired my pro, my, my pro controller now that I have the true pro controller, as I talked about last week, I have, I've had no problems with the, with the 8-bit dough one. So it's been my primary one. But yeah, that was the first thing I got. I went, I did the plunge for the DLC and I don't regret it anyway. It's only 10 bucks, and it's totally worth it. You get a lot of extra shit for it. And I can't wait to do the uh, local multiplayer stuff with it. Did I see something for Tetris 99 that was $30? Is there like a $30 version? Yeah, that's the physical one, and that one comes with... Uh, well, there is a physical one that you can get for 30 and there's also a digital one that you can get for 30 but that comes with a year of uh, Nintendo Switch Online. Oh, got it. Okay. That's what that is, so... So yeah, you get you get the DLC and you get and you get a full year of uh, Nintendo Switch Online to play it. But yeah, no, it's awesome. I mean, try it out again. Now now they brought Zelda in there. It should that should be enough bait to bring you back into the game. I'm sure. So yeah, I got that. Um, I also made a really weird purchase, uh, which people on the show and myself probably won't probably won't really get. But I I, uh, I ended up buying Deadly Premonition Origins on the eShop. Which that was that weird game that was on uh, the direct that no that none of us really knew what it was. So I did I did a little research about it, and it's basically Twin Peaks the game, but from Japanese from Japan's mm. perspective. And everything I read about it just made it sound incredibly intriguing to me. Like it was a very divisive game when it came out. It was released in 2010 for Xbox 360 originally, and uh, it got a two out of ten on IGN America, and I got a 7.5 out of 10 from IGN UK, which is weird. It's like two ends, practically two ends of the spectrum there. So I already, I was like, man, I got to try out this game. (laughs) because, (laughs) And I went for it because uh, I was planning, so there were three different games I wanted to get this week. I wanted to get Sunken City, which comes out on Thursday, which is $50, way too much for me right now. But um, I wanted to get Sunken City, I wanted to get Blasphemous, which I also ended up getting, and Deadly Premonition. 
And I and for some reason I thought the deadly premonition was forty instead of thirty. So I was like, oh, that that one's too expensive. And I was looking into blasphemous, and then I found out that deadly premonition was thirty, and it was only five dollars more than blasphemous. And I'm like, well, shit, I'll just get that, you know, because it's just that much more, and it's a whole game. It's a full game, you know. It's not not that indies are any less, but you know, it was the game that I was most excited about. But then it turned out that blasphemous was on sale too for like a few bucks off, so it was like twenty. So I used my gold points and got blasphemous for under fifteen. So I ended up getting both of them. But Deadly Premonition is a fucking bizarre ass game with with not great controls in any way, but it's totally worth it just for how fucking weird the game is. If you're willing to drop thirty dollars on a weird ass game, which I'm into that stuff, it's basically if Twin Peaks met Silent Hill slash Resident Evil, is is what it feels like. And it's uh, yeah, the the Twin Peaks stuff is really it's obvious. Like there's like the like the main character York who. Uh, comes from he he's from the FBI. He's visiting this small town because of this murder that happened. There's a body that you look at. Like he has he basically has the equivalent of Diane. Diane is the tape recorder mm-hmm. for anybody who hasn't watched Twin Peaks. Um Diane is basically I guess he has something in his ear that he talks to that he refers to as Zach. That's what I said as my middle name. I'm like, am I supposed to be Zach? Because like whenever there's like a mind puzzle or something, it'll be like, well, maybe Zach can figure this out. That's <laughs> what he's, and I'm like, oh, Zach? so it's like breaking the fourth wall. Kind of, Zach. yeah. Like, well, and if you drive, and this is an open world game where you can drive around in a car too, like sort of Grand Theft Auto. It's such a strange game, and that's why I was incredibly intrigued by it. But yeah, you know, you drive around town, and if you don't have anybody in your car, you can just talk to Zach or yourself or whatever. And I was driving to one of the locations, and he was talking about the Attack of the Killer Tomatoes movies, or like DVDs and and like and special features. It's so bizarre, man. Like it's random just, conversations. This is what he talks to himself or Zach in the car about: is yeah, uh, DVD special features of of movies made in the eighties, and Attack of the Killer Tomatoes is what he was talking about, and rental stores. He talked about that for a while to Zach as well. When does the game take place? I have no idea. I really don't. <laughs> Does he mention the uh, Tech of the Killer Tomatoes cartoon? Uh, he just said that the movie had multiple sequels. That, that's all he said. He didn't mention the cartoon, but yeah, and they, um, yeah, they they really they really go out of their way to push movies in there because there's a part where he's like, "Hey, what time did you get the call for this person getting killed?" And the the other cop was like, "Oh, that was that was when I finished watching." Uh, American Werewolf in London on TV last night <laughs> was when the wow. and I'm like and he's like yes that was 1981 and John Landis I'm like wow okay yeah I, but, but by the time it was on TV it was a few years later yeah so, well they're talking about DVDs like DVDs being a new thing so it had to have been like early 2000s I guess the game came out in 2010 89 or 2000 you know, yeah DVDs so but yeah no it's it's an incredibly strange game. And after I watched a video review of it from IGN and they were talking about like how weird it was and how it like some people love it and some people don't. And it just made me like too intrigued by it. So I ended up getting it and I'm still playing it and I'm going to play it all the way through just because it's, yeah, it's fucking bizarre as shit. And it doesn't control necessarily great, but the story in itself is so bizarre and weird that I'm like, I'm in, I'm in for the whole thing. (laughs) Have you checked out attack of the rotten tomatoes to see how, or no, I guess it'd be Metacritic. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, no, I didn't look at that. I just looked at a couple of videos of it just to just to get an idea of it, and I was just like, "Oh no, I'm intrigued by this." But no, it's it's so it's like so Twin Peaks. Like it's not even hiding it. Like whenever you hit pause, like you're in this like when the game actually the game starts in a red room. It's basically well, you're in a forest, but the the ground is red. There's two twins that are talking to you, kind of like the man from another place would in Twin Peaks. They're both peeking through things. 
they're like the same they're saying like weird stuff that doesn't really make sense and it sounds kind of yeah and it's and like York the main character he talks about how much he likes the food that he gets fed there and he drinks he's a lot obsessed with like he cake drinks, and hot cocoa or something yeah he's obsessed with coffee there's a lot of coffee in there he says that he had a vision of the murder inside of his coffee before he got there which sounds like a like a special agent coop thing that he would say Was so York like Y O R K yeah Y O R K is his middle name so close to York like the yeah what, Shakespearean like Shakespeare? character <laughs> I guess maybe I don't know. Yeah, it's so bizarre and I'm happy that I got it and it's just a, it's a weird game and a weird purchase. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not totally recommending it to everybody. I'm just saying if anybody is a huge Twin Peaks fan and really wanted to see, uh, what Japanese, what Japan thinks about Twin Peaks, uh, maybe you should check it out if you don't mind paying 30 bucks for it. But, but yeah, no, I'm it's just reminded uh, of how they said that Twin Peaks, uh, inspired Majora's Mask. Yeah, Twin yeah. Well, Peaks got a big influence in Japanese video games. Apparently Twin Peaks actually inspired Ocarina of Time as well. I mean, Twin Peaks inspired a lot of things, but this one doesn't hide. It. This one doesn't hide it at all. Like this is obviously Twin Peaks. Like uh, even like uh, what was it? Like like the cop, like one of the cops. She's a female. Like her name is like Watts, and she kind of looks like Naomi Watts. I thought maybe that was a reference, even as well. You know, because she's in a lot of David Lynch movies, and she was in the new. Well, she was in the new Twin Peaks, but that wasn't out yet when they made the oh, movie. Oh, she but, okay, but um. Yeah, no, it's if anybody who loves Twin Peaks and wants to see what it would be like as a really weird game, and you like like Silent Hill and Resident Evil and stuff like that, I say check it out. It definitely feels like it feels like a couple generations ago. It it kind of plays a lot like Resident Evil Four, like where you like you can you can shoot but you can't like run and shoot at the same time. You know where you kind of stop when you aim, that type of thing. And there's a lot of like weird zombie stuff in it, and like. There's like action areas and there's areas where you walk around and you try to figure out like, you know, you look for clues like for the murder and all that. But yeah, it's uh, I find it incredibly intriguing. And that's been kind of my big what I've been playing since like, I mean, I just got it yesterday. But yeah, I decided to go for that. And I ended up picking up Blasphemous, which is another Metroidvania. But I love the way the arts, the art style looks amazing. The animation looks amazing on it. It actually kind of reminds me a lot of Blackthorn on Super Nintendo. I think that's what kind of what kind of pulled me in is I love the way I felt like the way the levels were designed kind of reminded me of the old Blackthorn, which I would love to see that on the super Nintendo online service. That'd be really cool. Cause that so, game is awesome. But yeah, no, I mean, blasphemous, that's one you should probably look into Jeremy. I thought you might be into it, but yeah, it's kind of Castlevania, but I don't think you, I don't think you level up, but you collect stuff to get through. It's also like dark soulsy, I guess is what they say. I didn't play a whole lot of it. Cause like I said, I kind of got pulled into Tetris 99 and uh, deadly premonition. But yeah, those are I got I got both of those. What else did I get? Oh yeah, I got Creature in the Well also. I've been hearing a lot about this that, game. That for came out. A while. Yeah. <laughs> Is that the pinball one? That's the pinball one, yeah. I mean, well Looks you're cool. you're basically like a robot thing and then you go from like a screen to screen and you know, you'll like hit a ball and want it to, and it needs to like bounce in a certain way to unlock the next thing. I mean, it seems good. I just I haven't played it as much as all the other ones just because the weirdness of Deadly Premonition just kind of Kind of roped me in, I guess. Was it more uh, Roku? What was the game? Odawa. Yoku's Island. Yoku's Island. Oh, Yoku, Yoku's Island. Yoku, oh no, yeah. no, no! It's way different. Uh, I, I think Yoku's it's way Island. different than Yoku's Island. Or is Island. it more um, uh, Pinball Quest? Well, Yoku's Island, you kind of play the you kind of play the role of the ball, and in and mm. in the uh, creature in the well, you're more playing the role of the flippers than the ball, mm. where you're controlling where the ball goes. 
But they're compl- they're very very different games, I would say. As far as right now, from what I've played, I like Yoku's Island a lot more than Creature in the Well. But also, I haven't played Creature in the Well that much, so I need I need to spend some more time with it. But I got too distracted by these other two games that came out, so that's what happened there. Because I was, uh, of course, I was thinking Odama. Like that's where my brain goes first, even though I've never really played it. But I never played Odama is, either. Is but it it's, anything yeah. like Odama? Is it a strategy game? Yeah. No, no, it's more. I mean, it's more like a. It's kind of like Celeste, even, you could say, you know, where you go from, like, screen to screen, and you're trying to figure out what will get you to the next part. And it involves, basically, you hitting hitting balls in certain ways and having them bounce and hit different... In bumpers. Pinball. Yeah, like hitting bumpers a certain amount of time to unlock enough to get to the next part. That's kind of how it works. But, yeah, no, I mean, it's... I liked what I played of it. I just, uh... I got distracted with other stuff. Also, uh... Oh yeah, also I've been playing I started playing the Damon X Machina demo today. I played through the like, new one. The new one, yeah, the prologue. I played through a few of the levels. It starts off it's pretty boring at the beginning, but once you kind of unlock more stuff, it it got a little bit more exciting, you know? There's a lot of weapons that I really wanna try out. Like that you can get like lightsabers, like, you know, a la like Gundam style weapons and stuff like that, which I would really like to try out. But I'm basically gonna I'm gonna keep playing the demo to see how far it goes, you know. Uh, I'm not planning on getting the game this week. I The game kind of feels like it's going to go on sale real quickly because I, I don't think anybody's going to buy it just because it's kind of releasing in the middle of a whole bunch of other shit. Mm-hmm. It's like it's kind yeah. of a game that people don't seem to be don't to care don't seem to care that much about, and it's like going up against like Astral Chain and Dragon Quest Eleven and and Link's Awakening and all this other stuff that I feel like it's going to kind of fall by the wayside. So. I think I'm going to wait and see if it goes on sale, and I might pick it up later. But as far as what I've played, I, I feel like it's pretty, it's pretty good. You know, it's it's been pretty entertaining. I played it too, and I I feel like it's an okay game. It, it hasn't hooked me. My biggest concern is that I don't know the whole thing. Even from the previous demo to this demo, it just feels kind of flat to me. I don't yeah. know if you know what I mean, but it's like the way they integrate the story is just kind of like oh, you just kind of start. And I feel like I'm just kind of thrown into it, and I don't really know what I'm doing or why I'm doing it. Yeah, I've actually kind of like it's a tech demo, and you're just part. Yeah. of Yeah. And then this is this demo is actually the first part of the game, so this is what you get when you actually fired up the full copy. I think it might be a preview. It says prologue, so I think it might actually not be the full game. I think it's well, like I, some... I heard that your progress is saved into the full game. It is. So, uh, my impression is that this is the start of the game. It is, but it's called the prologue. They actually did the same thing with uh, Bravely Default. Bravely Default did the same thing with Bravely Default 2, the second one. It had a prologue where you basically got to play a chapter of the game that's not in the game, but everything that you get from that chapter of the game continues into the game. Okay. So it was basically like a prequel kind of, but before the game. So if you wanted to play the demo, you could see there's a story and then it leads right into the beginning of the game. And I feel like that's kind of what they're doing on this one too. So it's like a bonus early adopter kind of. Yeah. Chapter. It's like a bonus early yeah. thing. Cause yeah, no, there's, I've basically been skipping through the cutscenes, even though there's pretty, some pretty hilarious dialogue in there. If you check out my Twitter, I put something up there from, from that earlier and I have saved some other shit that I haven't put up yet, but, but yeah, I've been, I've been skipping a lot of it and just going into the levels and just flying around as the mech, which is, that's, kind of the fun part of it. It's almost like a third person shooter, but you can fly too. You know, it's kinda of what I feel. It's like virtual what on, I feel from it. From what I remember from playing that a long time ago. From what? Virtual on? Virtual on. Mm-hmm. It was a Dreamcast game. Uh I know yeah. what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, th- I think I yeah. Like Hang On? Wasn't that I have to do I mean that was a Sega game. Hang on is the motorcycle one. Oh okay. 
But does it have anything to do with that? Yeah. Virtual Lawn? Virtual Lawn is like a, a mech game. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, but yeah, it's it's intriguing, but I, I have too much stuff to play and I, I'm just gonna have I think I'm just gonna put it to the side for now. But I'll keep playing the demo. You know, so let's see how, how how long that goes for is kind of where I'm at on that. But speaking of Dreamcast, uh Dreamcast had a tw- had its twentieth anniversary, so I've been playing Grandia two as well, just because that was a Dreamcast game and I did a stream of it also. So went back to do some more Grandia stuff and I still I still enjoy that game. How uh, grand of you. How grand of me, yeah. I think I like Grandia yeah. one a little bit better than two. Two has some weird like hiccups in the uh it kind of slows down when you're doing when you're in the battles, which is weird. But uh yeah, no, I mean it's the story's good though. I like the characters. Like it's a it's a very you know, it's pretty easy. It's very standard RPG. If you're looking for a, a standard RPG, that's pretty much what you got. I mean it's a cusp art RPG between like the sixteen bit and the future, right? Well, this yeah. game. Let's see. Was it on a uh, Saturn or PlayStation, or was it exclusively on Dreamcast? Well, Saturn. Well, Grandia One was on Saturn and PlayStation One. Okay. And Grandia Two was on Dreamcast, and I think it was later ported to PlayStation Two. Like PS Two. Okay. Yeah, as, as like a as like a definitive edition or something like that. And then this is a port of that version, like the one that's on on the Switch is a port of the PS Two version. Like the wide, the one that's like widescreen or whatever, you know, the director. That's the real deal. So, yeah, but no, I, I played around with that for a while. I beat some bosses. It's still a fun game, and uh, yeah, that's what I've been playing for the week. All right. Well, I guess likewise, I'll skip the uh, what we've all been playing. Just talk about what I've been playing. Otherwise, uh, so I did renew my Nintendo Switch Online uh, while I was like waiting with bated breath for. Oh yeah, I forgot that that. Yeah, I guess we would for anybody who didn't get a free extra year, you'd have to. <laughs> I was kind of waiting with bated breath for the uh you know the Super Nintendo stuff to drop so I went to it and I'm like oh wait it's asking me to renew like it sent me an uh an email that was like you know auto auto renewal but I was like oh, I'll just go ahead and do it now cuz you know like I said I was like antsy about the whole thing I'm like I just want to make sure nothing fucks up like mm. you know so I just paid for my next year you know so the same thing would have happened if I would have just waited for it to renew but yeah, I've literally thrown in my second twenty bucks, so forty bucks towards NSO, literally mm-hmm. that I've spent. And I actually, not to cut you off, but I did forget one thing from from my games. Uh, Play Asia got me again, and I pre-ordered a physical copy of Dragon Quest One through Three, which was announced in the Japanese direct, which we didn't talk about last week because I hadn't watched it when we recorded. But you know, when Dragon Quest Eleven drops, they're dropping Dragon Quest One, Two, and Three as well as a separate game, which you can buy. And I pre-ordered it for forty bucks on PlayAsia. Yeah. So you bought the uh, yes. yeah, you bought the Chinese version that I think you can exclusively get it through China that has the yeah the English language version in it. Yeah, I I guess that that's how I got the English language version of Super, Super Robot Wars. So that's probably the case. Yeah, they said it had English, Japanese, and Korean subtitles. Yep. So, and it's the only uh, physical release of the that uh, trilingual version. Yeah, and I, I just pretty weird that they're not bringing it over here. And it's already well, English and everything. It hasn't been announced yet, but it's coming out the same day as Dragon Quest Eleven in Japan. So it's really weird that it's not coming out that it, they're not doing it here either. But I mean, this has been a this has been a thing that's happened for a long time. I mean, there was a Dragon Quest collection that came out for Wii, which had all of the Dragon Quest on it in Japan. We didn't get that. Dragon Quest one, two, and three were actually released for the 3DS as well in Japan, 
didn't get that either. So mm-hmm. this is this is not a new thing. Not to mention that Dragon Quest one and two and three were also re released on Super Nintendo in Japan. Didn't get that as well. So that, so we're not we've been 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 getting screwed over on the re releases of Dragon Quest for years. So I mean, yeah, I'm curious about so this particular version. I'm curious, like, is it going to be the original like? you know, 8-bit style, or no. is it going to be a 16-bit, or is it going to be like a port of, like, a different version that was done eventually? Like, from what, from, I'm kind of curious. From Well, from what I saw from the Direct, it shows footage of it, and it kind of looks like the new updated HD version that you'd probably get on, on an iOS system, is, is okay. what I'm gathering from it. It's definitely not the NES version. It's not the Super Nintendo version. It's like a new, like, HD sprite version of the three of them. So, that's basically, yeah. Take it or leave it, I guess. I don't know if that's a bad thing, but it kind of, yeah, I think it's the same as the ones that you can get on mobile right now. But you can play it with a controller and you can play it on the go. So there you mm-hmm. go. I mean, you can play it on the go before, but you can play it like not with a touchscreen. But I mean, I I jumped on it. You know, it was like really, it was basically an ad showed up on Facebook that was like, hey, you can buy this from PlayAsia. And I'm mm-hmm. like, God damn it. And I ordered it. But they, they haven't charged me for it yet. They've only charged me a dollar because it's a pre-order. I don't think they're going to charge me until it ships, so. Yeah, and and it and hopefully it'll get here before I go to Japan. I mean, if it if it launches on the twenty seventh, maybe, but you know, we'll find out. I mean, I'd like to, I, I would, it'd be cool if I could just go to get into Japan, but it'd be like I don't know if it has like English subtitles or not. You know, like there's all that going on. So right. Well, it's not a Japanese release, so it would still be an import if you bought it there. It looks like yeah, it's like the Chinese release, like South Asian specifically. I think they said. Um. But you know what? I've been playing uh, Final Fantasy VIII, still trying to like hammer my way through that. That game is so weird. Did you find Laguna? Did you get to Laguna yet? I guess I haven't gotten that far. Okay. I'm still just sort of like uh, getting used to the mechanics. Like I got through the uh, you know the initial test, and then you do a group thing, and you go and so I'm to that boss, and I can't remember what that boss's name is, but. Just totally like oh that's the, yeah that's the one where you gotta you gotta pull a siren from that from that boss I believe oh that's how you get siren so don't forget to yet. do that when you when you play it again but yeah I was like at the point where I was like I just kept hammering away at this boss and then I started drawing cures and casting them immediately and then I cast double so I was doing double cures and even with all that like this boss just wore me down and mm. it's a nothingness so. I don't know if I need to grind a little more. I hear that. Do you have a, level with you? Do you do you have scans? Did did you pull those early? Uh, no. Because if you, I, I think like one of the first enemies that you fight in the in the or regular world map, uh, you can draw scans from them. But scans are good to have because then you can scan guys and figure out what they're weak on, and then use that. Because I think that boss was weak on thunder or the 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 electricity one, and I use that. Well, I mean, I've I've tried that too, you know, so I was like, like I said, I was drawing a bunch of stuff initially, and then I started like, uh, you know, casting the stuff I already had, and then I started like drawing and casting as I got desperate because I'm starting to run out of spells, so okay, Um, you can't like, uh, there's certain magic, I think, cure magic, you can't like change your GF menu or whatever, so... I was like, well, at least I can just use these because I know they're not going to benefit my stats somehow. Uh, some, I think you can change it for some stuff depending on what it is. But I, I my main, like, it's a weird ass game. Like Squall has a, my Squall has a hundred cures. So if you yeah. just if you just keep drawing them from people, you can build it up. 
to where you have lots of them. And you so I actually, you know, going all the way through up to that point, I could use the uh, times three battle and just, you know, attack or whatever. And I flew through it all. So I think that might be my problem. Like maybe that whole time I should have been more like, I should have actually been drawing spells from each of those enemies. Yeah. Being more strategic about it instead of just trying to grind through it like a classic RPG. So no, you got it. You got it. Like smacks you in the face, like over and over again. It's like, this is not like any final fantasy ever. And since, I mean, they didn't know at the time, but. I mean, no, I, I would argue that 15 is like 8, though. Is it? Because you have to draw magic for that, too. You just can't draw magic from actual people. You have to draw magic from places in the world, which is kind of even more annoying. You, can, you can't draw it from people that mm-hmm. you're fighting. But it's very, but they're ma- the magic in 15 is very much like 8. Like, same sort of thing, where it's more like an item than an actual magic spell. But, I mean, now that 8 is an, a mobile alternative for me, you know, I know it was on PSP way back in the day and stuff like but now that I can play it on the go, like I don't mind like sit down and trying it for a little bit at a time. But man, it's just like so far, it's just so I don't know. Like I've I've listened to podcasts about it, I've read stuff about it. Like it's got a click for you, and then hasn't happened for me yet. So I hope it does because I would love to get through this game. I mean, I beat nine, but that's my only. Next generation Final Fantasy I've ever beaten. What about you know? seven, man? You have that one. I never beat seven. You have it though, mobile. Have you ever thought about going it. back to it? Well, I have it. Yeah, I. I mean, it's right there. Yeah. On my you, Switch. You so it's nine. Yeah. So I mean, I have seven, eight, nine on my Switch, and uh, whatever. You, but I, I want eight. I want to figure out eight eventually. But you know what? For now, I'm just gonna uh, hop on it when I can. Uh, Try a little more extermination force. I said it. I said it last week, and I'll say it again. Just draw magic from everybody. Everybody you fight, draw. Yeah, draw, draw, draw. That's how you got to do it. Right. Which you can't use the times three. So I'm learning that. But I mean, yeah. you can. So I played, it's just I'm, harder <laughs> to pick it. <laughs> you can, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's difficult. But yeah, I play more Max Termination Force. Still haven't gotten past that one character that splits into two. I don't know. That that's just really hard. Maybe I'll figure it out eventually. But as far as I know, I have the like top of the line. Um, laser weapons so i can't really grind anymore um tony hawk still playing tony hawk on my 64 got all the way through downhill jam got every single trophy there you go um and i'm on the last set so i've gotten one out of the five or two out of the five on the very last one no two out of the five on i think it's la right is the last one before roswell uh maybe uh the one where you have to uh, destroy the cop cars. Oh, that, I thought that was San Francisco. Maybe it is San Fran. Yeah, it's not yeah. LA. It's not LA because LA is well, LA is in three. Okay, well I, then it's definitely think, San Fran. Well, I think LA is in. Aren't you in LA when you're? You know what? It, it, it is San Francisco bombs. because because uh, Chinatown's like part of it. Oh yeah, yeah. I then think I, uh, I thought there was another one after that before Roswell though. No, that's the last one. Oh, um, is it? Yeah. Maybe it's not. But as far as I can tell, like. I I I was going through every single thing and just getting every tape. You know, I wouldn't go to the next level. Um, with the exception of, well, I guess uh, Burnside, I got silver in that. I haven't gone back and gotten gold, but I've gotten everything I can get so far. So just going through San Francisco, trying to get skate, that's kind of tough. Remembering where all the letters are. I don't want to look at anything. Like, it's a super great nostalgia trip, like, I don't know the last time I went all the way through and got every tape and 
Tony Hawk one. That's what I'm working on. And uh, I'm really close to the end. Like it told me I only had whatever. It's like three tapes left for the game. It tells you that. Oh, okay. So I know I'm close. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. It's that level, that San Francisco one. I think it's the last one. That is a game that just kind of gets its hooks in you. Like I know we were all playing it. Well, you guys were playing it. I wasn't uh, because of the the episode that we did. But Mm -hmm. even a week later, you you don't have to anymore. You just, I guess it uh, got its hooks in you. It does, and I mean, it's set up right over here on my right, on my uh, CRT that Trey gave me, and all I have to do is, like, boop, hit power, and I'm playing Tony Hawk, so. Actually, there's been, I mean, there's been songs that stuck in my head from Tony Hawk, mm-hmm. just because we talked about it, amazing soundtracks, and I've been actually wanting to play more uh, Underground. Actually, I, I almost did it today. I almost booted up my game. I almost bought Underground. Underground today. You should buy Underground. It's a good game. It was like five bucks, I think, on GameCube. At it's worth replay. It's worth every dollar. I'm surprised you didn't get it, dude. Get that Underground. That shit's awesome. It's fun. I don't know. I was just thinking, whenever I do, I want to play it. I'll just buy it then. But oh. you got to get through still one. Still trying to beat. Got to work your way there. Still trying to beat one, and then I want to like see if I can get my uh, three to work on my GameCube. I haven't tried it in a long time, but if I can get that to work, then I'll play that for a while first. What about two? Good luck with oh, that. I also have two. Yeah, that's true. You I could, also you have could, two. You could try to get all the cash. I mean, there's no tapes in that one. I mean, there's still secret tapes, but it's all about money or whatever. The other one. But yeah, I mean, um, we'll get into this here in a little bit. But I mean, I play a lot of SNES games. But otherwise, uh, even though I haven't played it yet, I have downloaded Celeste Chapter 9, and I'm really excited to play it. The only reason I haven't played it yet is because I want to record it. Because I recorded my entire playthrough of Celeste mm-hmm. on our YouTube channel. So I have not booted this up yet because I want from the get go to record it because I want it to be a you know, a complete Celeste saga. Nice on the YouTube channel. So that's why I haven't played it yet, but it's sitting there on my Switch ready to go. And since I've played all the way through the campaign, I mean I don't know if you need to, but I've played completely through it, so it's it's ready for me to go. I, uh, is there any indication how long the DLC is? How much more will be added to? I think there's your a saga? Only, only like stuff I've seen online, but it sounds like aren't there it's a lot a financial upgrade? Yeah, yeah. They said there were a lot, and of and there's a lot of new original music written by uh, Lena Rain. So excited! To the hear game that. came out what a year and a half or two years ago. Yeah, I mean it was the top. It was last, of it was last 20, year, 2018, right? It, it came out yeah, last year. Cause it, it was I January was, or February of 2018. It yeah, was really early. It was yeah. It was like at the top of the year, but it was on your. I believe it was second on your top ten of last year, mm-hmm. right? Which I thought it would would have been over Octopath. I was very surprised on that one. But the only reason I put Octopath over that was because of because of the hundred plus hours. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I hear you, man. Yeah, I still haven't returned to that game. But it's still on my system. I haven't de- I haven't deleted it because it's not that big of a file. But I also like <laughs> to be fair. Like also like it was uh, last week before we recorded. But I like uh, was chasing a bus down and I tripped and fell and I kind of hurt my wrist a little bit. Oh no! And uh, it's made playing like these really twitchy video games kind of painful. So I was like, I can't play Celeste yet. I gotta like let my it's too much. <laughs> hand heal a little bit more. But, but yeah. I think I'm gonna try. Probably, you know, hopefully by the time this goes live, I'll have the first part of it posted because I'm planning on doing it on uh, September 12th at night. I'm going to uh, record it. I don't know if I'm going to Twitch it or not, but I'm definitely going to 
at least record my playthrough of it mm. starting tomorrow. Well, if you twitch it, I, I will watch it. So mm. there you go. I was going to say, it, you, you, you don't want to do Celeste, but you did Tony Hawk. Man, that shit hurt my hand. Tony Hawk did big time. Well, I've been doing it on, like on a small scale, like just, you know, for five or 10 minutes at a time. Yes. And then you can just save and turn it off. And I can't do that if I'm doing a video playthrough of Celeste. Yeah. Well, if it's a, uh, if it's up before or after, I mean, check it out regardless. It'll be on there. Oh no. J Max stack, right? Twitch.tv yep. slash J Max stack. Yeah. Same as my Twitter. Check that out there. Yeah. No, I haven't, I haven't played it. I, I downloaded the update for it, but. I haven't tried it because I was afraid that you had to beat the game and I never beat Celeste. So I was like, uh, and I've thought about doing it now with my amazing new controller that I talked a bunch about. I was like, oh, I should try it again now that I have this controller that I love. And uh, I haven't done it because I've been playing too many weird horror games or just one weird horror game. <laughs> but, you know, and Tetris 99, Tetris 9, Tetris 99 really had it, had it hooks in me with all this daily challenge stuff. I basically play it till my eyes hurt. But yeah, other than uh, what we're probably all going to talk about anyway, that's everything. Well, I've been playing a couple games. I tried one of the ones on the Japanese eShop. This is one that we didn't get. It's called Downtown... I'm, I'm going to butcher this name, by the way. Downtown Niketsu Kushin Kyoku Soryuke Dayun Dukai. I think, that's pretty, uh, I think that's pretty legit. That sounds like the way you'd pronounce it, I think. As far I as I know, a couple times before we recorded, I was like, "Oh boy, this is a mouthful." Sounds but, good. Um, sounds good to yeah. me. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank sounds you. correct to me. As far as I mean, what do I know? But I mean, from what I've, I, I mean, I, I play games in Japanese and watch anime. You can ask them when you go to Japan. Just bring this this podcast <laughs> episode. Does the guy say this right? Yosh. Um, but yeah, this game is like it's one of those uh, technos games that's in the style of River City Ransom. As far as the visuals and everything, and that kind of it kind of plays a little bit like River City Ransom, except for it's like an obstacle course. It's a four-player obstacle course. Is that oh, um, oh? So you played it? You you played it on the Nintendo Switch Online, then, right? The NES. Yeah, on the Japanese. Uh, not not e, I said eShop. Yeah, the Switch Online. You're yeah, right. no, I played that one too. Yeah, no, it's weird. Yeah, it's like a, it's like I don't know what what is that thing in the Olympics where you like. Where you like run and then shoot something? Like a decathlon or yeah, it's or like that kind of. It kind of reminded me of that. Yeah, because you have to like yep. swim at one point and do. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I played that too. It's weird. Yeah, it's pretty weird. It seems like um, like that's kind of all there is to it. Like it seems pretty limited. So I can understand why it didn't come out here. But yeah, it was pretty fun. Definitely a, a cool novelty. Check it out. Uh, we all got it for free anyway. So yeah, other than that, uh, I hit a milestone in Rocket League. I crossed four hundred hours last week wow so yeah i don't know i feel like i kind of thought that maybe mario maker would be the one to beat it but i don't know i think i'm gonna keep playing rocket league for for a while so i mean you're approaching 20 straight days i know yeah have you uh Uh, have you exhausted mario maker like you you love that game like you played it like you knew all the intricacies of it like more than we did i do love that game it's just i don't I, i feel like i'll probably play it on par at this point with Rocket League and Rocket League had a what two year head start. You're I mean so I don't know. You're you're doing Link's Awakening, right? Possibly. Maybe not right away at launch. Uh, I was so I was but I I'll, figured I'll, I'll get it. I figured you'd get it. I mean cuz it's coming out in a two in a couple weeks. Yeah, I just got a very busy fall right now, so I, I don't know if I am going to get it right away, but I'll definitely get it at some point. I was hoping you definitely in the near future. you definitely got to get it before the end of the year. 
so it can be a contender on your list. I, I got to put it on my list. You're right. Yeah. But maybe would it count if I've already played the Game Boy version? Can I just like sneak that in there? No, you got to play no. the Switch version. Oh, okay. But um, yeah, other than that, um, the Rocket League 400 hours. I got some Amiibo to add to my collection. So I only had one. Well, if you got the cereal, I've had two Amiibo. I had the cereal. I've had uh, the Chibi Robo ones. Chibi now I've got yeah. some Animal Crossing Amiibo. A whole bunch of nice. five of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I went to that store five below, and I recommend anybody check it out if you've got one nearby you. Because I got these all for 15 bucks. I got um, Tom Nook. I got... Blathers, I got the three-pack with uh, K.K. Slider and then the two sheep. The two sheep, I don't know their names. Oh, yeah. The, the, um, the blue sheep. Reese? Reese is one of them, right? And I don't remember. Reese, too. Yeah, I yeah. think I grabbed those for you back in the day, Trey. Yeah, you did, because they came with the K.K. They're in the three-pack mm-hmm. with K.K. Yeah, and I got these in Michigan, so I I opened up and threw away the packaging. So I don't have the reference for who these people are. But yeah, the pink sheep and the blue sheep. Sybil, maybe? Is the other one Sybil? Fuchsia, I know you're listening to this. Like, call us and tell us which one they are. <laughs> yeah, I've got both. Well. Yeah, that was a pretty good deal, though. For 15 bucks, I got five amiibo. And what else did I do? Oh, yeah. In preparation for our Nintendo Main X Pack episode that we're going to do, I went swirling down a Dreamcast nostalgia spiral today. I was uh, researching and everything, just kind of remembering, preparing for the episode. I didn't actually break out the system. It's, uh, I just, it's Cyrus. I just don't have the time. Cyrus? Sorry. No, it's, uh, it's Cyrus, KK, and Reese are the two are the two lambs. Got it. Okay. Who's who? Cyrus is the blue one. and I guess, Cyrus, I guess Cyrus is the blue one and Reese is the pink one. That's how it says. It's the ah. Cyrus, KK, and Reese. Now so, I know. No, there you go. And you have, a, you have Tom Nook, right? And Blathers? Well. Tom Nook and Blathers, yep. Okay. No Rossetti? They didn't have Rossetti? No, they didn't have Rossetti. Because I don't think I yeah, have... I got, one, I got one of each of the Amiibo that they had at the store. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I don't think I have Tom Nook, but I have Rossetti, and I have Blathers, and I have those three as well. I have I, Mabel and uh, the Village, and then those three. I have the two I have the two that came with the, um, with the Amiibo Festival, because I bought that for really cheap at ah. Target. <laughs> I got the last Tom Nook. I was pretty pretty proud of that. Yeah. So that would have been one that I would have missed. I wish they had Rossetti. I would pick that up too. So you have an amiibo that I don't have. You have you have Tom Nook. So there you go. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um Yeah, then yeah, Dreamcast. I was preparing for the Dreamcast episode that we're gonna do on, on Nintendo Main X Pack. Well that should uh, that should be up at this time. The uh, patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast. If everything works out well, it'll be up right now. Check that out. Dollar a month. Check it you out. Can, you can do it. Yeah, so I spent a good probably three hours just kind of going on YouTube and just remembering stuff and like, oh, I forgot about that game or I forgot I had this game and that game. So that was a lot of fun. And I, I had to stop myself from pulling out the Dreamcast because I had other stuff to do today. Oh, I was but, like, I was yeah. like, you should pull it out, man. I was like, yeah, I was going to say, do you still have it? Do you still have all your games for it? I do. I got the games right behind me right here that I pulled out because I had to remember which ones I had. And uh, I do have the system. Everything works. So... Yeah, yeah. We'll, we're gonna be we'll be doing. Hopefully, it'll be up by the time this is up. But we'll be doing another because the Dreamcast twentieth anniversary. Yeah, we'll be doing a Dreamcast episode 
where I wanted all of us to talk about our favorite Dreamcast games, of course. Anybody who's listened to the show could easily guess what mine is, you know. We won't say it for spoilers, but I'm pretty sure you can figure it out. Also, uh, uh, <laughs> worth noting is that uh, Final Fantasy VIII came out the same as Dragon Quest, or <laughs> Dragon Quest, as uh, the Dreamcast. Nine nine ninety nine. Yep, it's true. It did. It should have come out on eight eight eighty eight. <laughs> it would have been a hell of a game if it came out in eighty eight. People would be like, "Oh my god, this is nothing is like this." We've only seen Final Fantasy one, and they skipped to eight. What happened? <laughs> yeah, that's all the games that I got. All right. Well, why don't we talk about our big game that we played? Our big collection of games yeah. from last week. So yeah, the Super Nintendo, I, I like saying the whole thing, the Super Nintendo Entertainment System Nintendo Switch Online, it's available to everyone right now. You can get 20 games if you have the Nintendo Switch Online service. And uh, yeah, what have you guys been playing? And and speaking of YouTube stuff, Jeremy and I, we did a stream of the online for the game, for uh, Nintendo Switch Online, and you can find it on YouTube right now, on YouTube.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast, if you want to watch us. And it was us, so smooth. If you want to watch us was. play uh, Super Soccer and Tennis and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, we did it. And yeah, no, the, um, yeah, the multiplayer worked a lot better than the NES online multiplayer worked mm-hmm. from what we tried it, so... Yeah, it, seemed it wasn't weird. always perfect, but there are just certain times where it just seemed so crazy that I was playing a hosted game, and it was still respo- as responsive as it was. Did you guys play before or after the system update? I'm wondering if that had something to do with it. Before. Uh, we played before the the update, because the update like just happened. I mean, that's new stuff, but yeah, 9.0. Now, supposedly your pro controller will glow in the middle, but I couldn't get it to work. So I don't I don't know if you guys got that to work. It's based on alarms you set on the system. We'll make it glow? Yeah. Oh, I thought it would just glow all the time like the PS3 or like the PS4 controller. No? No, it's like the like the blue light on your Wii to oh. notify you of something. Oh, weird. Okay. Weird. Okay. All right. Well, I'll probably never see it then cuz why would I set an alarm on the Switch? But yeah. I don't know. I've I've donated the switch the the pro controller I've donated to Jess now that I have the supreme pro controller I don't need it anymore so I've donated it but we did we did play some two player local Super Mario World which is pretty fun and it worked out well yeah I mean we didn't do system to system we just played on the TV on one system on her system we did we did two player there but yeah well, no yes yeah, so what games have you guys been playing the most I've been playing Breath of Fire the most I actually played a lot of that game and I forgot how much I. I must have played through most of that on Wii because I knew all the songs. Like I knew roughly where everything was. You know, I felt like it felt very familiar to me. But yeah, no, I've been doing Breath of Fire because, you know, I, I love this huge collection of turn-based RPGs that I have on my Switch. I've just been having a great time with it. I'm like, I played Breath of Fire for a long time, and then I played Grandia 2 for a while. You know, and I'm like, 
I can jump back and forth from one thing to another. And then I played Final Fantasy VIII before that. So it's like, I love having this like a uh, jukebox of turn-based RPGs to just go from one to another. So been having a you great time. Take turns with that. on all of them. Again, yeah. No, I mean the Super Nintendo one. I played a bunch of stuff with Jeremy, and then pretty much after that, I just played straight up Breath of Fire. You know, it's by myself. Just been powering through that. Yeah, we went through the paces when we played um, online because we wanted to see, like, you know, how each thing lined. So you know, like two-player cooperative, two-player. Yeah, we asynchronous, and then like, of course, like actually passing the controller from one to the other in a single player game. Mm. Yeah, we did a we did Super Mario Kart, we did a tennis, we did soccer. Yeah, we did we we uh, did some of the Puyo Puyo two. We did some two player on that, Mm -hmm. and then we passed the controller on that for like the single player stuff. Yeah, we and I and I remember I played some uh, I played some Stunt Race FX with you connected by myself while I was waiting for you to yeah. So that's in the video as well, and like a little bit F Zero. I played through the first Grand Prix of F Zero, you know, because that's like instinct to me like i can do that in a couple mm-hmm. seconds in like not a couple seconds but i mean it's i know those levels really well like those first that first like four races i could do it with my eyes closed practically i haven't played any surely of. surely the- you tried the voice app we have not tried that no, no? <laughs> of course not no we use <laughs> skype <laughs> we use that voice app <laughs> yeah. yeah mine reminded me again like as soon as i start i started up an online thing to leave it open for anybody and then it immediately popped up. Hey, remember you can use your voice app with your SNES or whatever did SNES it, games. Did anybody join you when you when you had it open? No, I just left it open for like a minute or two. I closed it up. Oh, okay, I'm curious because like the NES one, like when I got that, I left it open, and I actually had a lot of people who jumped in, and they really? all wanted to play Mario Brothers. It was so weird, like the the the, the terrible one, you know. With the crabs and all that, like they all went to that one. I'm like, no, I don't want to play that game. Yeah, I just I left it open because I was confused. I thought, again, getting into the news a little bit, um, that there would that we could we could do the friend invite thing mm-hmm. already, and I guess that's not available yet. Yet it's going to be updated like per game. Oh, it's um, not a yeah. It's not really. It's weird. It's like I think it's not like a friend update. Like you. It's not an invite. You just kind of like open your door, and as one system, you can look for for friends who have doors open, and that's mm-hmm. how you join them. That's the same way you did it on the NES one. So that's kind of how how you do it, which is it's a weird way to do it. But yeah, it's it's almost like creating a room and trying to find a room, but not not as complicated, I guess. But that's how you do it. How you do online play? Yeah, I thought I thought that like the new option of like, hey, I see that Jeremy is online. And I want to send an invite to him to play Mario Kart or something. I thought that that was somehow available through the the open door that you were just talking about. Oh, yeah. But it yeah. wasn't there. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. It's not there yet. So everything's going to be updated later for that actual friend invites to start working. Oh, okay. But yeah. what a trip to play the original Mario Kart online. Like, Oh, yeah. It's great. Yeah. yeah it's, it's so I cool. I mean, that's it's been like, a dream yeah. since online gaming first like, why can't we just play Mario Kart on Super mm-hmm. Nintendo like we used to do online? Yeah, no, you it was, can finally do it. It was really cool. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, it's, can you imagine that? Like, with it coming out and just being like, man, can you imagine, like, playing this online with somebody? Like, how long did it take for, what was it, Mario Kart DS was the first one that had online? And mm-hmm. that was, like, yeah. six, maybe? Which one yeah, I think it was like 2005. It was 2005. 2005. Yeah, and remember. No, I mean, when, like the um, number of it. Like that was Mario Kart mm-hmm. 6, I think, right? 
Remember when the GameCube had the had the modem, and that was only used for Fantasy Star Online. Mm. But then, of course, some enterprising people hacked it to use it. Warpipe, for, yeah. Or, yeah, Warpipe, yeah, Warpipe, yeah, Warpipe, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. And I think that I, was like everybody's first thought. Mario Kart, you know. I think you could use it for one more thing other than Fantasy Star Online, but I don't remember exactly what it was. But I thought I feel like another thing had an online mode. Also, if you had one, I'm sure a couple games did. But yeah, but I never got one of those because I never found it anywhere. online. Maybe could be earliest voice chat. What What was the first game that you guys played on the Super Nintendo? First one, I just went to uh, Super Mario World, mm. just out of tradition, I guess. I went to Star Fox because I was like, I gotta beat a game. Like I want to beat a game, <laughs> and I did. I beat. I played all the way through it without dying once. Like. Just nice. do the easy mode. Oh yeah, 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 I got all the way through it, like without you know my ship ever exploding, and I was like, "Whoa, this is great." That means like the response was good on the controller. I was playing like I started out in a portable mode and then switched it over to pro controller. Yeah, that was one continuous thing I did after I got home from work that night because the the games dropped while I was at work. Mm-hmm. I was pretty uh, swore about that. Pretty much assumed that uh, you know Nintendo was working against me, as they always are, specifically me. (laughs) Yeah. So you know, like, God damn it, Nintendo, why you gotta do this to? But yeah, as soon as I got off work, I grabbed my Switch, and uh, you know, as I was like getting undressed and stuff, I was already playing Star Fox. (laughs) Star Fox is the one that I played the most. And what strikes me about that game is every time I play it, I still get that same feeling like, oh, I can't believe this is on a Super Nintendo. I mean, I know how, how it looks now. It's like, 10, it's, like, now. it's like 10 FPS, right? Like 10 yeah, frames per right. second. But I still much. feel yeah. like that, that amazement of when I first saw it at my friend Tom's house way back when, when I was like 10 years old or something. Mm-hmm. And I just remember that feeling of like, I don't even know what this is, but this is like something completely new and different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I still get that feeling every time I see that game. I mean, I remember back in the day, my and I've I think I've mentioned it on the podcast before, but like it came around the, around the same time as a uh, Street Fighter Two Turbo, I think. And uh, I just remember my dad being like, "Would you rather me rent Street Fighter or Star Fox?" And I was like, "Street Fighter," because I knew that game already. I'd he didn't know what it was, yeah. Right, and he's like, he got Star Fox instead, and I was just like. What? You know, after seeing like Mario Kart, like Mario Kart already blew my mind mm-hmm. because it was, you know, the mode seven stuff. And they're like, it's like, what? This is like fully 3D. Like, I can't even like wrap my head around this right now. It's yeah. 1993 and I still collect baseball cards. <laughs> and it blew your mind. Yeah, about, away. The, about the mode seven, like I mentioned that I'm reading Console Wars right now. And the part that I got to, coincidentally, right now in the book is just when they introduced mode 7 into the Super Nintendo, and like, I guess they go through a thing where like Tom Kalinske, the president of, of Sega, was trying to figure out what exactly mode 7 is. That's like right where I ended, right when the Super Nintendo online stuff debuted, so I feel like I'm kind of like right there in the moment. I'm back there in 1990 or what is or this mode 7? Well, yeah. if, if you want to know what it is, play a little game called Pilot Wings. Because yeah, Pilot Wings is yeah. all Mode Seven, and I love Pilot Wings. Yeah. That was a Me game too. that I felt like I felt like it was just a travesty that it was not on the Super Nintendo Classic. Oh, we, that was one of the first things we talked about. Yeah, yeah. It broke my heart that Pilot was Wings announced. wasn't on there. I was like, wait, why? Because I didn't, I didn't make any sense why Pilot Wings wasn't on there. 
and now it's on the Switch, and I I love that game. I love Pilot Wings. I haven't gotten as far as I did on the Wii on the Wii Virtual Console. I haven't got to where like you're in the helicopter and you have to fight all the guys and all that, where it turns into like a combat mode. But I fucking love Pilot Wings. That's that's such a fun game. I have to think that even back when the Super NES Classic came out, you know they scheduled these things pretty far in advance. They must have thought, okay, I know we have X amount of iconic must-have games. We're going to put some on the Classic, some on the SNES Online for the debut. You know, and now Donkey Kong Country isn't on the online games and people are like where's donkey kong country yeah well you can't have every heavy hitter not right no i mean it had to be a 20 you know right. they dropped 20 yeah and they i think they did a pretty good job at the here's the uh standards here's the you know the greatest games and here's some weird obscure games mm-hmm. yeah i like, like they just nail it all yeah i like the stuff like joe and mac too like jeremy and i played a lot of that and I forgot that you did. You bought a version of that for Switch, right? There was like an arcade archives version. Or uh, no, I bought like it was called like Super Joe and Mac, and it was yeah, not it's literally like a reskinning of a different game with uh, the Joe and Mac characters. Oh, okay, yeah, because it. Well, I, I mean, I didn't think it was Joe and Mac too, but when I was editing the uh, or like just putting together the video for YouTube that we have up there, I heard that yeah, you said that you had already had Joe and Mac for for the Switch, and I was like, oh really. Mm-hmm. Was that the one that you thought was like kind of? It was like weirdly sexist and all that. Was was that the one that you talked about? Like They're the all girls? like that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, we yeah we played. It's a weird, yeah, it's a weird collection of games, and it's really cool that there's stuff on there that isn't isn't on the Super Nintendo Classic and like you know Pilot Wings, Breath of Fire, Demon's Crest. I haven't even touched Demon's Crest yet, just because I know that game's incredibly hard, and I just I <laughs> don't want to get into it. it. But yeah, it's difficult. Man, have I ever played the crap out of the SNES Online? Are you? Are, have you said everything you're playing, John? Oh, what else have I played? Um, I didn't. I didn't say the yeah, first thing. The main I, things were Star Fox and Super Mario Kart. Mm, That's the yeah. most. I didn't say. Yeah, I didn't say the first thing I played, but I hinted at it. First thing I played was F Zero. It'll always be F Zero because I love F Zero. I've not even booted that up yet. I don't think it's. Uh, well, you know, you guys know. I'm. Uh, I love F Zero, probably a thousand more times than I love Super Mario Kart on Super Nintendo. Because I never had Super Mario Kart on Super Nintendo. And it's Super fucking hard. Super Mario Kart started out as F-Zero 2. Supposedly it started out as uh, oh, it was F-Zero, F-Zero 2. 2 yeah, yeah. And they were like, yeah, see what we can do with this. It's different. Yeah. It was way slower, though, and lamer. So that's why they... And I will it's say for all the people that... tracks, but more <laughs> items. Yeah. There, there's sort of a common complaint about Mario Kart. People are like, oh, it's unplayable now. It's dated. It's hard. And... Yeah, you know, I don't think it's, it's hard. really hard. I don't think it's unplayable, it's, it's but it's really hard. Yeah, I would it's no. because yeah, it's not. There's no so like you know whatever. I can get into it. Um, it's not you like so even if you're playing a two player GP, which I've done a lot with my partner because like it's her favorite game on the Super Nintendo. You're playing against the computer. You're not playing against six other characters. You're playing. It's like the two of you versus the freaking computer. So they're all working in tandem to like prevent you from winning. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, and and they all and also the computer players they have their own mm-hmm. special items, which is really weird. Like each of them has like it was basically like Double Dash way before Double Dash, you know, where like they all have their specific character based items, but you can't use those. But the computer no. used them, and they will always have them, and they'll use them multiple times against you. You know, yeah. Maybe get a little ahead of myself, but yeah, I played a lot of uh, Mario Kart. Are you done, John? I don't want to interrupt you. Oh no, I was just gonna say. Yeah, you know, I think it's it's still a good game. People say, "Oh, it's a bad game. It's unplayable." No, it's not. It's just it's not a it's bad just game. different. It, can, no. it controls differently from the other ones. 
you got you know as, as the first one have a little leniency right no I, it's I, a great game i would never call it a bad game i just say it's a lot harder than the other one it's different it's a lot different than the 64 one like they're mm-hmm. they really change the control control style a lot but no i would never say it's bad right. have any of you guys right. played the greatest game of all time that's on there which i haven't even played it yet besides f-zero well no f-zero is just like my comfort food but no the greatest game of all time is super metroid when you guys dipped into I have. I, I'm at. Um, I've just gotten to it's ZBs or whatever the main. The main, like you know, gone through the initial prologue, and I'm. I just landed. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, you just landed on the on the planet then. Yeah. Zebes or how you pronounce it? Mm-hmm. Zebes. I called it Zebes when I was a, a teenager. I think Zebes is what I don't know. Doesn't matter. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> SR SR three three five or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, th- yeah, that game's cool. I haven't gotten into it yet. I was hoping to like, it's like maybe I try to do a speed run or a stream of it or something like that. But no, I've just I've only been streaming Breath of Fire. But yeah, that game's fun. What else did you have to say about it, Jeremy? Oh, so uh, as far as the SNES games go, I've been playing. You know, I brought it up last episode, but definitely using my eight bit Do modded controller like a lot. Yeah, um, it's super complicated to use it though. As you told it's me, it's really on the not. Stream. It's really not. It's, <laughs> well, it's just that yeah. you can't do any of the shortcuts. So there's no, none of the shortcut keys of the actual like pro controller work. But you do have the down and select that you can hit on it. That will let you exit the, the app itself. Oh, okay. So I can always exit an app. But if I want to save state or do like a capture of like of the video or even do like a rewind, I have to use... A pro controller, but you can use your your uh, second one connected. So, as long as I have my pro controller near me, I can use that separately to do these things. So, I've kind of sort of been doing that. Um, but I've been playing a lot of two player because, like I said, my partner loves uh, Super Mario Kart, and their family got that the same year that the sixty four came out. They finally got Super Nintendo. Like they were a little behind the times, but it was because I think it, because it was so cheap. They got it for Christmas that year, so um, that's her favorite game on the Super Nintendo, and I've been playing a lot of it with her, and she is really good at it. Yeah, like, she's like way better than me at it. Yeah, um, yeah, Jess is really good at it too. Like, I mean, I don't know when she got it, but she had she played a lot of it. But she's it's been dominating. Like, um, she basically like carried us all the way through to where we're trying to beat Special Cup on hundred CC right now, and we kind of trade off like third and fourth place but we're not to the point where we can get the gold yet but we've gotten the silver in it let, let me let, let me ask you this have you uh have you carried birio kart into uh the super nintendo not yet <laughs> no we tried that a little bit because like we've tried playing this before on a you know it's on an emulator Wii. oh yeah Wii, sure yeah. sure yeah so we've played this before but like this time around like i'm handing her you know Here's this controller you remember using. You know, this is the one she uses. Mm-hmm. And then I use the pro controller, and um, I kind of want to bring this guy back into circulation. Oh, there you go. I didn't, I didn't even know you had that like one. Way back in the day. Oh, oh yeah. what was that? Way back in the day. It's like the. It was one of the earliest that? 8-Bit classic controllers they've made. And this is, you know, it's a, it's got the dual, like, sticks, and it's got four shoulder buttons does that have the uh it's stylized after the nes controller can you click in the analog sticks on that yeah okay yeah i i I didn't know if they had done that before so this controller has been sitting idle for a long time 
I'm thinking about bringing it back out for SNES yeah, online yeah. because, gosh darn, if this thing isn't amazing. And I just wish, you know, it had all the features of, you know, obviously the official Nintendo release is going to have the buttons to do the save state and do the rewind mode and all that, hmm. which I haven't really actually used that much. But, uh, so I've mainly been playing, you know, I've played a lot of, like I said, Super Mario Kart. We've gotten all the way to, we've unlocked Special Cup. Mm. I've gotten gold and everything, but that. That one's hard. Yeah. Yeah. It's really hard. Um, played a lot of Pilot Wings. Uh, gotten to, uh, the guy with the cigar. He kind of looks super 80s, like late 70s, 80s. Um, it's the fourth level where you have to do four things. So it's, so it's, I'm pretty sure it's the fourth level where you have to do, you know the hang gliding, the jetpack, the the plane, and the skydiving. Mm. So I haven't beaten that one yet, but that's where I'm at right now. Link to the past. I just beat the fourth temple in the dark world. Oh so wow, I'm yeah. Like, I've played a lot of that. Have you have you not been playing Link mm. to the Past, John? Have you jumped jumped on that one? No, I've not. You should. I did beat that one way back on the on the Game Boy. I know. I played it's it just, all the way through. It's an excellent game. Like. uh Game Boy Advance, rather. If we ever if we ever did a debate episode of like Ocarina of Time versus Link to the Past, I think that would be a fun episode to do because some people think a Link to the Past is the best Zelda game, and I I wouldn't argue with them. It's a really good game. I think it created the like the structure that was like carried out from then on for the most part up until Breath of the Wild. But uh, you know what? I did, I did forget to mention uh, at the top of the show. I said my name was uh, Jeremy Toads Cornstalk. Mikowski. That was because my partner actually like went, I didn't realize it. Maybe I knew it before, but I'd forgotten. But whoever finishes gold at the end of a GP in Mario Kart, they have like a special animation for their character. Oh yeah, they all do. And I've always just thought, you know, it was like you pop the balloon with the champagne bottle. Like I thought that everybody did that. But she's like, No, I want Toad to win so he can get the corn stock. I'm like, what are you talking about? Well, she grew up on a farm. Like literally, so they grew corn there. So uh, when Toad wins, he the trophy has like a a beanstalk that comes out of it. You know the standard Super Mario Brothers beanstalk. But mm. She always called it a corn stalk when she was growing up, and they like heard her two siblings like were like, "If you win, you get the corn stalk." Like, mm. so I just thought that was kind of funny. Like, you know, she won. She got first place when we were playing and uh, the corn stock grew out. I'm like, wait, that's just the normal stock. But I was like, yeah, sure. That's a corn stock. I mean, it's, you know, it's a stock. <laughs> it it's be definitely either. a stock. I, I, I always would play as Koopa and he has the, he does the double, the double bottles. So Koopa's an alcoholic. That's what you understand from that. Mm-hmm. He has the two, bo- he has the two alcohol bottles and he moves back and forth when he wins. Yeah. So I figured he was, he's a heavy drinker. He's a serious driver and heavy drinker. And <laughs> thankfully, he's only hitting the booze after he won the, the won the cup. So yeah, no, they always and they do different things. It all just goes straight to his shell. Yeah, yeah, something like that. <laughs> it's just that bubbly grape juice, like your parents gave you on New Year's Eve. That's all. Sure. But yeah, going back to the fact that I've been playing a lot of uh, past. That was my quote at the top, where I was like, uh, "Get ready for it," or "Is that okay with you, sir?" And that's like one of my favorite moments in <laughs> Link to the Past when you throw the. Uh, you know, you jump down the the uh, well near the uh, blacksmith shop in the dark oh, world. Oh, and yeah, yeah. Down, and you go down, and or I think it's in the light world, actually. And you go down, and you sprinkle the magic powder on that like pedestal with the demon. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and he's like, I will, yeah, yeah. 
And he's like, I'm cursing you, but really, he just like halves your magic consumption usage, mm-hmm. so he actually benefits you. But it's just so funny because the whole time he's like, I'm cursing you now. I mean, if that's fine with you, yeah, yeah. But anyway, blah blah blah. Like he's like super apologetic, and like I just love it. I feel like it was ahead of its time in that regard. Like you would see something like that, and you know, like a more modern RPG where they were like, no, it's like this mean demon that's really like just wants to be nice. Mm, yeah, deep down. So I, I love that character and it was fun like finding him again in uh SNES online. Yeah. No, Link to the Past is awesome. Like that's uh that's one I haven't touched yet, but I you know Oh it's wonderful. Oh it's, no, I I know it's no, I've played it many times. I know it's I mean great. I've got five, six and I've got, you know, five, six and seven and then I'm gonna beat the game. Mm. Like I'll probably have this game beaten by the time we record next week. I believe and it. And it's mostly just playing it on the bus and stuff and like remembering like where everything is from memory. Have you played Breath of Fire at all? Have you tried it? I did. I played played Breath of Fire up to the so you go to a second town. Okay. So that's where I'm at. So I haven't gotten that far into it, but I've gotten through the first town, you know, and then I'm in the second town. I kind I kind of like the same point. Yeah. I like that Breath of Fire. Oh, you're playing Breath of Fire too? Yeah, I thought I'd give it a shot, you know. Okay, because it's a free turn-based RPG. I thought you'd be not into it because it's all turn-based. No, I, I thought there was something different about Breath of Fire. What's what 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 sets it apart from other RPGs? Or am I wrong? Uh, so far, I haven't noticed anything other than. I mean, you get it's made by a different company. What, well, when you get at, at some point, you get different characters that can do different things depending on like how you have them in the order of your group. So I have I have the fox character. And you can actually shoot animals on the map, like those ma- those animals that are on the map that you see running around. You can kill them and turn them into meat that you can eat. Like that was something that I've never seen in any other RPGs. And you get certain characters that can inter- interact with the uh, environment depending on who you have in front. Because also when you have the fox dude in front, you can actually walk through forests, which you cannot go through with anybody else. So that's kind of a different thing, I guess, of it. But I mean, it's it's a cool game. I mean, I've I've been playing a lot of that. I uh, I completely forgot that, and you might have missed this too, Jeremy. You know, like the game starts off with your town getting destroyed, which I think that's really mm. cool, and you're there, you know. But you can actually get there's you, there's an item shop in the town that got destroyed that you can buy stuff from. I thought that it just threw you into the world with no items, so I kind of like got as far as I could without having any herbs. Like I got to a boss and I couldn't beat him, and I had to look online and I found out that there was an item shop in the first town you were in. I didn't even notice it. So I had to go. I did. Uh, I did find the item shop. Okay, because I I went back and bought like ninety herbs, and then I destroyed the boss after that. But no, I was going through it with no herbs and just using the ones that I acquired from fighting bad guys, and I made it pretty far in the game without knowing that I could buy items. And I'm like, I don't know if you watch the stream. I'm all like, man, where are the items at? This kind of sucks that you have to go through this without buying anything. And then I realized that you could go back and do it, you know, because I felt like every town I went to was destroyed, so there are no items. But no, it's it's cool. It's a cool game. It's a it's a Capcom game actually, Capcom RPG. So it produced. I mean, it's distributed by uh, or it's produced by Square, so it has them on there. But it's actual Capcom, so that's cool. Hopefully, they put Breath of Fire two on there as well. That, that's a that's a cool one. A weird connection to Breath of Fire with me. My my brother in law, my my sister's husband. Uh, he was big into Super Nintendo when he was dating my sister, and I was. You know, it was when Super Nintendo was huge. And he was all like, I want to get a, he's like, I want to get an RPG. You know, he's like, I played, he's like, I played D&D when I was a kid. I want like, I want like some RPG stuff. And Breath of Fire and 
Final Fantasy 3 slash 6 kind of came out at the same time. And I was like, I hear this Final Fantasy game is really cool. And he's like, oh, no, that looks dumb because it had a Moogle on the front. And he's like, no, I don't like this one has a dude with a sword on the front. It looks way cooler. <laughs> and he ended up buying Breath of Fire and I brought and I bought Final Fantasy and he bought both. He did buy the Breath of Fire, too. He played through both of them. But yeah, he did end up getting Final Fantasy later once I showed it to him and showed him how cool it was. But it's funny that he he went for Breath of Fire because the cover looked cooler out of the two of them. And this is when, like, there was no internet, you know, there was no way to look at reviews. It was just like, yeah. I want an RPG. This has a dude with a sword on it. Looks like this one's one. It says, it has, like, the dragon, like, um, like the silhouette of the dragon on the, on like, on the, on the, on the title of Breath of Fire. So he's like, it's gotta be this one, you know, so. I remember the cover of, uh, Final Fantasy 3, you know. Had a Moogle six. on it. Yeah. But yeah, that Moogle, like, totally, like, I didn't know what it meant as a kid. Like, I was like, that looks like a, you know, a demonic creature. Yeah, he what looked. He game? looked at it and he was like, ah, "He's like, but this has this weird, cute thing on the front. This isn't an RPG." Like he, but I, I knew about it from reading Nintendo Power. They talked about it a lot, and I was like, "No, no, here's really good through Nintendo Power." And then he came around to it, and we both, we both like beat. We actually beat it together. He actually helped me beat uh, Kefka because he uh, he basically we did the two because you could play with two mm-hmm. controllers. And he just did all the moves for Saban. Saban, right, was the one who had the mm-hmm. yeah had like the Street, Street Fighter, Fighter style moves. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He just would. He just kept doing like the circle move and all that, and helped me get through Kefka. So, yeah. So we played through that one in tandem, and I remember watching him beat Breath of Fire in one and two. So as well. So it's kind of a goes back in the family of Breath of Fire, and I played and I played through most of them once they got on a virtual console later on the Wii. But yeah, it's 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 a cool game. It's uh. It's a nice meaty, meaty RPG on there to sink your teeth into. But I wanted to mention, because uh, I've seen a lot of people listing stuff that they're like, oh, well, this game should be on here. This game should be on there. There's actually a lot of Super Nintendo games that were already on the Switch before the Sw- the Super Nintendo online service came out. And I just wanted to run through them really quick. I was so excited about the Super Nintendo thing that I made a list of everything that's already on there. So... So we have in the collection of Mana, we have Secret of Mana and Trials of Mana, uh, Second Tensetsu 3, which wasn't out yet. But those are both Super Nintendo games. When I was playing the SNES, I was like, man, I wish I could play Castlevania. And I'm like, wait, I already have Castlevania. Castlevania 4 is on the uh, Castlevania mm-hmm. collection, you know, the Konami one. It's probably the one I played the most. Yeah. So that's that's on there. Uh, Contra 3, Alien Wars, is on the Contra collection. Uh, in the Mega Man, was the second mm-hmm. Mega Man Legacy collection. Mega Man 7, that's a Super Nintendo game. Uh, Mega Man X 1, 2, and 3, which is half of the first Mega Man X collection, which I already have, actually, has three Super Nintendo games on there. So if anybody's fiending for Super Nintendo stuff, there's more there. Uh, Flashback, that's a Super Nintendo game. It was remade and released on the Switch. Oh, right. Uh, mm-hmm. I put Doom on here just because the Doom that we have on here is the PC version, but Doom was ported to Super Nintendo, so... If you wanted to play Doom, play that version. It's better. But uh, yeah, no, that's there as well. Uh, Street Fighter 2, Street Fighter Alpha 2, Street Fighter 2 Turbo. Like all the different Street Fighters are in the Street Fighter Anniversary Collection. So if you want to play 2, you want to play the new Challengers, you want to play the Super 1, they're all in there. And Street Fighter Alpha 2 was also ported to Super Nintendo badly. You can play it good on the uh, Super Nintendo Street Fighter Collection or the Switch Street Fighter Collection. Also, uh, Final Fight is in the uh, 
in the Rumble. What is it called? The Beat 'Em Up Pack. The Beat 'Em Up Collection. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Fatal Fury. I mean, there's a lot. A lot of the actually a lot of the um, SNK games that are on there were ported to Super Nintendo as well. Like Samurai Showdown. Yeah. Fatal Fury, Art of Fighting, Samurai Showdown, World Heroes. Uh, Knights of the Round was on the Capcom Beat 'Em Up. That was also ported to Super Nintendo. And Captain Commando was on Super Nintendo as well. That's the uh, list of Super Nintendo games that I came up with that are already on the Switch. So you'd have to buy some extra stuff. Another one too. Um, You said Flashback. Also, Another World. Oh yeah, no, you're right. That one's on. That one's on there too. Yeah, Out of This World. I actually, I thought I had it on here, but no, you're completely correct. It's it's another. It says Another World, but yeah, it was also called Out of This World. I think in the American release, but yeah, that game is also already on there. So it's cool that Nintendo, like the Super Nintendo, was already fully represented on the system before the SNES classics came around. And I think, I mean, what is the total of those? It's like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. You could also make super Mario world in Mario maker. If you want to. Well, no, (laughs) not entirely. I mean, they don't, you can't make those Koopa links on there, but I mean, it's, it's almost 20. There's already almost 20 games on there represented of super Nintendo before these were released. So if you're really fiending for more Super Nintendo stuff, you can find them in other collections. They're totally there. And I didn't realize that, yeah, X went all the way to 3 before it went to PlayStation. Like, I had to do some research on that. I knew there was X2, but apparently there's X3 as well. But yeah, if you guys are done talking about the Super Nintendo online stuff, let's take a break and come back and talk about the news. Sounds good to me. Right, cool. What's up, Nintendo Maniacs? Are you a big fan of Nintendo Main? Would you like to hear more episodes? Well, hey, if you go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast and pledge $1 a month, that's $12 a year, even less than the Nintendo's own online service, you can hear extra shows from us. You can hear our live shows. You can hear our expansion pack episodes, which we do once a month. And right now you can hear our Tony Hawk episode with four previous ones before that, from Game Boy to games that are popular that we don't like and other things like that. We'll do one a month behind a paywall that only patrons can get. So get in there and listen to our expansion pack episodes. You can also hear our sister show, Drug Monday and Nintendo Main on one feed without commercials and at a higher bit rate. Check it out right now. Patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast. It's not growing. What do you mean? Oh, uh, the question mark block. I hit it and the, the bean popped out of the top, but the vine didn't grow out. Oh, I guess it must be a podcoin. Wait, what is podcoin? Well, podcoin is an app where you can make money listening to podcasts. Like, you can listen to podcasts like us, Nintendo Main, or Drunk Monday on there. And uh, many, many other podcasts that you like to listen to. Basically, the way it works is you get points. 
you get a point per every 10 minutes that you listen to of a podcast and you can use your points to donate to charity. You can use it to buy Amazon gift cards and other stuff like that on there. And uh, if you want to get an automatic 300 points, you can use the code Nintendo main and you'll start with 300. It's Nintendo main. That is our code. You can check it out right there. You can find it on Android or iOS. Check it out. Wow, I was just trying to get the cloud world. So uh, I watched. Um, so I watched the Japanese direct. There were like some differences in it to the American ones. I, I mentioned the Dragon Quest one through three that those are coming out in Japan and not here. But also, there's an NES game or a Super or a Famicom game that's getting a remake for the Switch. I thought that was really interesting. It's like a detective game that only came out on Famicom. I don't know the actual name of it, but. That was something that had some extra time on the Japanese direct. Also, they spent a lot, a lot more time on Nino Kuni in the Japanese version than our version. Those like some of the differences that I noticed, and like there's some extra shit in the sizzle reel and all that. But I'm kind of curious in that Famicom game that they're redoing. I don't think it's going to come out here, but there were some things that I missed in the last one that are on there. We got the Switch firmware update 9.0. Yeah, 9.0 is out. I there's some changes in there. I guess you can. you can search the news channel now for specific things. Is that what's what happening? I haven't really done much with it aside from updating. Yeah, for the five of you who use the news channel, you know, you can search it now. I, I use it. I just don't. I, yeah. I mean, when you turn it on, it shows you stuff. So I read the stuff that I'm interested in. There's actually mine is now too plagued with Japanese stuff. I haven't figured out how to filter out the Japanese stuff. If you're signed up for the, you know, oh, no, I the think Japanese uh, account, mm-hmm. like I think you can't. I think you just get on, both. On d- you just get both, yeah. I think you get news for every account that's on there, and when you start it, that's just how it is. But the Japanese stuff, actually, there's like four or five sales on there that we are. They're like a whole bunch of uh, fall sales, like through like Capcom and Squaresoft and a bunch of other companies. And I tried to find those on the English Switch, on the American Switch, and I did not find them on the eShop, unfortunately. So, yeah, I was like, oh, I do wish you could turn off. I feel like I, I totally skipped over it, whereas I did use it before when I wasn't signed up for a Japanese account, maybe in a future update. But this one, uh, we also got added display QR code to check in to user settings. So you can like just check in your account, uh, Nintendo Online account, um, with a QR code. We got alarm notifications. Now, this is the How thing does... that's going to light up your controller eventually. So wait, what? so what does that even mean? I don't... What is that? What is the QR check-in like? What it like? What is that? Do you to know connect that to your Nintendo account. So, it's just to, like, I guess when you're, I don't understand. When you're setting things up. So you it, know you got uh, so Nintendo. So like your phone can scan your Switch, and that'll start a Nintendo account on your phone, or what? I don't understand this. It doesn't I make any sense because you can't because so. you, you can't scan a QR 
code with your switch because there's no camera on it. I think you're right, Trey. I think it's that. Yeah. Like, yeah, so like get you a shortcut to where you need to go. It's like, just scan this QR code. So why the, yeah, I just don't know why the fuck you would ever do that. Or I don't know. Whenever I go to the Nintendo, my Nintendo or whatever, mm-hmm. it's just automatically signed in for me. So I don't need to scan QR cards, QR cards to do that or QR codes. So I don't know. Same. Yeah. It's a weird thing. It's a really weird thing to put in there. And like, no one's going to use it ever. Except for whoever put it in there. Whoever thought it was a good idea to put it in there, he'll probably use it. It's just, yeah. I'm like, what? Okay. That's I mean, maybe eventually they'll incorporate that into games, like, you know, the old school, like uh, like uh, Pokemon-style games where you had to scan barcodes and stuff on PlayStation, you know. Maybe the e-reader will make a comeback. Yeah, I mean, it might be something they're just, like, prepping themselves for. Let's do QR codes, because eventually that's how we'll, like, do friend requests and stuff. Yeah, I, wasn't there supposed to be some added friend stuff on there? There is, um, yeah. So let me skip ahead a little bit to that. Yeah, so added online play invites section to the users page. So you can invite friends from invite friends to join online play in supported software. Well, that's cool. That's yeah. something. So, so like if I'm playing Deadly Premonition or something, you can send me a invite for like. Splatoon two or something like that, like Jeremy could, right? Is that is that what right, that I can see yeah. you're online. Hey Jeremy just popped online. I could send him an invite to play uh, whatever game I'm playing. Um, okay. But that's gonna be rolled out with like per game. I guess each game has to have an update to do that. Mm. Weird. So we'll see when that actually actually comes to. I mean that's a good thing. Uh, that's something they should have. That's, that, that's a huge step forward, you know. A huge step forward into like 2005 Xbox Live, basically. Yeah. <laughs> or, like, PlayStation 3 had that, too, where you could send invites, like, to people, like, no matter what they're playing. Like, it'll show up as a as a message and be like, hey, join me here on this, whatever. And we're going to get alarm notifications now, so you'll have your, your controller will light up, as we said before. Now, um, now, I thought that it was, like, that you could turn your Switch into an alarm. Like we're not like, like an alarm Or, like, block. it'll wake you up or something <laughs> if you want to just, no, like, I think set it's a, yeah, just settings to when it will notify you of things. Like if you have to go to work and you're playing a game and it'll like beep at you, I guess. And yeah, it's gonna use like, it's gonna use that light that was in the pro <laughs> controller all along, I guess. I didn't I didn't even know that it was there. Yeah, we'll see how they how they put it into use. I've seen it on use through uh using my uh pro controller through Steam. Oh it, yeah, it, yeah. It's already been used through that. Steam would light it up that's connected to Steam. Yeah. Just yeah. to let me know it's connected to Steam. Oh. Yeah, yeah, no, I heard that that people have seen it when they connect to a computer to use it. You've seen the light, so it's always been there. I've seen the light. Yeah. exists. <laughs> you can now I've configure your touch like, hard turn it off to get the light to turn off before. You can configure your touchscreen sensitivity. I saw a demonstration. Oh yeah, for stylus. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, for stylus. So apparently, it does make a noticeable difference when you're using your stylus. If you have you one, can, if you're one of those people who ordered one. a stylus, a special one. Uh, you can. We have an added option to turn on and off the system button input on Nintendo Switch Lite only. So I guess I don't know why you'd want to do that. If you could, what is it? You can turn off the. Well, I was reading what you you posted, John. So it looks like, uh, from what I gather, it's like once you connect a external Joy-Con to it, you can start using that feature, which basically turns it into an extra screen. You know what I mean? Like, so uh, okay. it lets you use like external Joy-Con controllers to like use it as a screen, 
but those buttons on the actual light itself don't work when you have got it. Okay. Oh, the ones on the front of it. Yeah. Because you can collect, or rather, you can connect, you know, standard Joy Cons to it. So Mm. it's just something that doesn't even become available as an option until you connect Joy Cons to it, and then you can turn off all the input of the the face buttons. So I can buy a a kickstand accessory. Yeah. Yeah, Instead of a kickstand mode. I mean, that seems to be exactly what it is. We'll just get one of those third-party switch holders and, you know, Mm -hmm. use that, but don't actually use it. Just prop it against the wall or set it on top of, you know, some, you know, a t-shirt or something. Well, you know, if you got enough... Throw it on ground. If you got enough enough amiibo, you can put them behind it. You can, you know, (laughs) lean it against that. Prop it against a pillow on your couch. It's best to use, like, DDD or, like... uh, or like Garouk or whatever, like you use those guys, the bigger ones, you know, because it'll it'll keep it up better. You know I'm saying, <laughs> or like maybe the Donkey Kong. You got one of those big Donkey Kongs, so you can hold it for you, that type of thing. But yeah, no, nine point it's out. It's got some shit, but still no folders because, as I said last week, they're gonna have a whole direct for that when that happens. <laughs> I just want a folder that I can just put all my turn-based RPGs in there, so I can be like, "Hey, well, wait for that direct, man." Yeah, twenty twenty twelve. I've been planning those folders for so long. I'm like, I can have a folder called games I didn't like, and I can just put them in there. I can just put a whatever that fucking game was, a uh, Ocean Horn. That'll be Ocean in there for Horn, sure. Yeah. With with all those weird arcade archive stuff that I bought too that I didn't get into. Whatever random demos and stuff, you can just throw them in those in those folders. It'll be fun. And one more thing for Fire Emblem fans, it actually corrected a, a issue where some players couldn't start the game. Yeah, there's also been an update to Fire Emblem. I saw that in the news, and I updated it, but I haven't started yet because like a harder mode. Yeah, and there's some, uh, and if you have the, if you have like the season pass, you get to unlock some early shit, like some new battles, and I guess different outfits for some of the characters too. From what I saw on there, I didn't start up because once I start Fire Emblem, I play it for way too long, so. I've, uh, you know, didn't didn't do that at the time, but I did did download that stuff, the uh, update for it. So, so yeah, I was hoping that they would say what was actually going to be in the season pass, but it's just been like little things, like no major story stuff or whatever yet. We talked about yeah, Celeste. Gonna... We talked about Celeste Chapter Nine. That's out right now, I, I believe. As we're talking, mm-hmm. uh, there's a, that weird fitness device. Hopefully, maybe we'll have an update where we'll talk about that once they unveil it which we'll put here if that's where that is. Um, what do you guys think that it is, the fitness thing? Switch fit. I don't know. It's. I mean, I, it's just a way to attach the Joy-Cons to your body because they I already guess. have so much technology in them that I think it's just orient the, orienting them in a certain way, just like the Wii, you know? It was I like... It's just, it's just the Wii all over. It's just, just when I like thought didn't that... Even, we're all, we're all assuming that it's fit, but they didn't even say anything about fitness. I mean, yeah, but they're like, fucking moving the their legs around, around like stuff, it's you know? like it's. Well, fit. if nothing else, it's Olympics based, so yeah, that, maybe I, fitness is implied. But yeah, the fact that they're listing all the different uh, countries and it's coinciding with the 2020 Olympics in Tokyo, I do think that you know that's sort of the angle they're coming at it. But I think it's fitness based mm. still. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously, because yeah. they're moving around and you're attaching it to your leg and all that. Mm-hmm. When, when I saw I it, about the leg attachment, yeah. So I saw it on Instagram, and the first thing I did was look at the account to make sure that it wasn't a fake account because I actually got got kind of rolled by a by a fake YouTube video that I saw that somebody made 
a fake direct showing like Mother 3 in there on Switch. Uh-huh. And the reason that it kind of threw me for a loop for a second was because they made a fake Nintendo account that looks the same as the Nintendo one, minus like a letter or two, you know, so... So that yeah, I think I know the way you're talking about. Yeah. A couple of you have posted that from that account. It says Ninturdo. Yeah, something like that. But it has like the same red thing, and it's like it looks. It makes you think that it's the account. So that like when I saw that, I like made sure to look at the account because I thought it was fake. And I because I was as I said before, like I was like, oh, everything was so cool. Like I'm like I love the direct. There's all these like games, old games that I really want to play again coming out. Like Star Wars. There's finally a good Star Wars game on there. Blah blah blah. And. uh and then all of a sudden, this thing comes out, and I'm like, "Oh no, Nintendo! Why? Why did you have to tip the? What? I mean, you, they you're didn't doing make so well. Yeah, they didn't make it part of the direct. Well, they didn't make Labo ever part of the part of a direct yeah, exactly. either. So I think it's I think yeah. it's in the Labo region. Yeah, it's in the same Labo region. It's like rubber Labo. Yeah, yeah. It's, and it's kind of. And I thought it wasn't real, and then I I watched it with the sound on because I was like, I was like, oh, because I thought for a second I was like, well, maybe this is a new WarioWare. That's what I was thinking. I was like, because I, I would get it if it was that, you know? Because you had to do yeah, like I, weird stuff in WarioWare uh, Twisted, or not Twisted, uh, WarioWare Smooth mm-hmm. Moves. You had to do like, you know, do different stances and stuff. And it kind of reminded me of that. So I was like, maybe that's it. But that's yeah. kind of what I'm getting at with it. Like maybe not just being the fit thing. Because I mean, I saw a little bit of possibly like Link's crossbow training. They had to yeah. do the bow and arrow. I think it could yeah, be yeah. something that's. Well, and like. We sp- primarily for fitness, but then also for other stuff. Well, Wii Sports Resort had that, had the bow and arrow. You can use the crossbow, yeah. yeah. Which, that was kind of fun. Yeah, where you like you use the pointer to like aim your arrow and you pull back the nunchuck and all that. That could be it. I don't know. I think, you know, with all the, the uh, technology and the Joy-Con that they barely even brushed upon, you know, like when we played at the event, Back in the day, like you could feel the individual marbles inside of the controller. You know, there's a lot of technology in there, so that nobody really what, uses. So put it on a round rubber band. Put two of them on there. There might be a lot of like possibilities for that. You know, because it's on a standardized thing that keeps them in a certain orientation to each other, just like with a labo, just with like with one two switch, like to where it's you know just a super accurate device that gets more physical than just the buttons and stuff like you know like maybe you can hula hoop with it and it knows exactly what's happening or you know we've seen you know in the video you were shooting a crossbow or what else i mean just a lot of stuff it's it definitely like seems like it's based around the olympics and it's also going back to track and field and its nostalgia factor of like you know let's pump really fast and to run quickly, and that's kind of what I'm seeing here. I have. Uh, It'll be interesting to see if there's some integration with the Mario and Sonic game coming up. I hope not. I would almost bet. I hope not because I kind of like that game, and if it involves a weird hula hoop thing, then well, it'll be like a, a less, like a, an option yeah, to use that a different mode. Maybe. I, th- I think it's going to be like a separate cheap app. Is what is what I'm thinking. But um, yeah. and I have no nostalgia for track and field whatsoever, so that shit can go to hell and burn forever. I think it might have something to do with the hinged Joy Cons. Yeah, hey. maybe. There's all. Yeah, there was also a. Even though I think maybe that's too far off, but yeah, no, there was a new. Um, what what do you call it? There patent patent filed. There was a new patent filed that shows uh, Joy Cons that might hinge in the back. I kind of thought of you know like those where you can buy those grips or whatever for your mm-hmm. Switch. Like maybe they're trying to like. 
find it. Maybe people don't like that they're straight flat and they miss it, wish that wish that like the triggers were a little bit tilted. I guess I don't know. Yeah, that's I the only see thing that I thought is, of. How it would make it more more comfortable. Yeah, make it yeah, more like hold. ergonomic or something. I don't know. I never right. bought any of that extra grip shit because I don't need that. You know, I don't. I never saw a need for it. But maybe some people who wanted that thought it'd be easier to just have them tilt. I don't know. And I, I can see how like I, I don't I don't play my Switch handheld just because. Well, I I yeah. rarely play it handheld just because it's so uncomfortable to hold. But if it was tilted just that little way, you know, basically the top of the Would it help? Joy-Con it has a hinge. I mm-hmm. think it might help. Yeah. You used to exclusively play your Switch handheld. Yeah, now that you use your... Used to, but or not, you know what? You I play it through the, try one. Yeah. 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 I was always using the controller, the Pro Controller. Yeah. I use, I mean, I, I I use mine handheld. Like, I was, I had to go out of town for a, for a job a couple of days oh, ago. About and I, half and half. And I played it, I played at the hotel. You know, I played Grandia too, handheld, and it was fine. I played it in bed today too, when I, when I got up. But I mean, but mostly I like, it actually it was when I was, when I started playing Damon X Machina, I was like, I want to play this on TV, you know, because it's bigger, so... I switched it up like that, but yeah, I don't know. It's a new patent. Might happen. Might not. We will see that. We got the 30th anniversary of the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. Yeah. I said uh, my my, my catchphrase or whatever you want to call it at the top of the show. Yeah. We're getting old. 30 years old. Hey, Paisanos. Yeah. Well, I mean, that guy's dead. I mean, aren't all the actors dead? Is Captain Captain Lou Albano dead? He's dead too, right? Yeah, he died too. Yeah. Yeah. It's a new um, no, no, she's fine. Um, yeah, so the anniversary was on September 4th. Uh, that was for Super Mario Brothers Super Show. And then, if you want to get specific, the Zelda debuted on September 8th. So that's the 30th anniversary of that, too. Wow. Yeah. It's very old. Yeah. Old show. They should... Is it on... They should put it on a streaming service. It's not on Netflix or it's anything. It's on Netflix. Like it was for a long time. I don't know if it mm. is now, but... Yeah, yeah it was on Netflix. And, uh, when I think of those shows, I mostly think of like the old commercials, which were very local for me in Danville or whatever. Today at four o'clock, yeah, mm-hmm. it was like handy handy snacks was like a big commercial that would always play. Oh, there's like this handy snacks spot that like looked like um, a video game, but it was like claymation, but they made it look like you know a two D representation of this character going through and eating all these things. It was pretty interesting because mm. I was just getting into video games at the time. You know, I'd played Atari, but we didn't have a Nintendo. And just like seeing like the commercial being a video game commercial, but it wasn't a video game, like blew my mind at the time. And I was just getting, right. I was just getting into Handy Snacks at the time, so it was similar <laughs> to me. No, I just, I, I was just thinking, I was like, yeah, those are good. I've ever seen. Yeah, those. it should be said that at the time, you know, you look at the. The graphics that we had, they really asked you to use your imagination to see the world, right? And so the cartoon was the first example for a lot of kids of what, yeah, it, it really helped to bring out what the sh- what the cart what the video game sh- should have looked like, mm-hmm. or you know, it helped to fill in the blanks, so to speak, which is not something that really happens today because now we everything looks you know as it should as far as the video games. Sure. Wow. So yeah. that's that's an important point to make for, and they for people who were around of, in that era. Mm-hmm. Like the sound effects were crucial, I think, like mm-hmm. especially as a kid, like hearing like when like someone would like walk through the door and the Mario Brothers, it would make the like pipe sound, you know, like it still like kept it like true to the sound effects you knew from the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which was 
pretty remarkable in, in a way for for an adaptation that they decided to stick to it and use the sound effects from the game and the music from the game and sure. you know a lot of times of course it doesn't go that way but back in 1989 for the Mario Brothers Super Show for whatever reason they, they decided to stick to it they used way too much of it which we talked about in our yeah they uh, overused it yep. in, in our video game cartoon episode moving on though have any of you guys tried this uh, rushing beat code the I haven't tried it I did I did no I did boot it up in the you know the Japanese eShop. Yeah, we didn't. It did seem like it was a different game. It gets rid of the uh, maze levels. That's like a big thing. Okay. Yeah, we didn't mention that. Uh, yeah, I got I got the other version of it as well. And also, we forgot to mention there was an update that happened once the Super Nintendo updated that you can finally take out the stuff in the bottom that says like what the con- what the buttons do and all that, like where it says select yes. does this and start. It also actually works. Yeah, it works for the NES one and the Japanese. You when know, did the, did the rewind option that. get added on the NES version a while ago? A couple months ago. Not too long ago. Yeah, because yeah, I, I just like tried it for the first time recently. I was like, wait, this works exactly like the SNES. Yeah, and as far as rushing beat, this is actually in the game Brawl Brothers on the Japanese version of the SNES Online. There's a secret mode called Rushing Beat, where I guess you can skip over some of the harder parts, mm-hmm. or as far as I understand. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, look it up if you want to check out a, a different version of Brawl Brothers in it's the Japanese. It's actually like a series of, like, yeah, codes. It's a Baxi Baxi. B A X Y B A X Y. And it, it's hilarious. It sounds like such a fake code. It's like quick tap B A X Y B A X Y and B A X. Say it, do it over and over and over again until the screen fades to black. That's like bloody mother, like whatever you say in front bloody of the mirror, Mary, yeah. bloody, bloody Mary, Mary yeah. and, until they show up. It's like sounds like such a fake code, but apparently it's real. I haven't tried. It. I haven't. I played a little little bit of it on um, on the English one. It seemed like a knockoff Final Fight Streets of Rage type thing. Yeah, it's very tedious once you get to a certain point. Yeah. Japanese Switch Online subscribers have increased because of taxes, from what I heard. I don't know if that's going to have anything, any effect on us. I don't think so. Uh, a big and something we should mention. Uh, so they're not going to do a monthly drop of Super Nintendo games, which is really unfortunate because, like, I'm pretty yep. sure on our stream, like Jeremy and I, we were like really excited about like doing this monthly feed of Super Nintendo games. You know, I was like, oh, right. cool, they'll be like. You know, there'll be all this other shit that they'll that'll come out. Like maybe we'll do like Final Fight two and three. You know, especially three. Three's really good. You know, it'd be nice to see that on there. But but yeah, no, apparently they're not gonna do that. They're just gonna kinda go like it's gonna go the way the virtual console did for the Wii. It's gonna yeah. be like drop whenever we feel like it shit, you know? <laughs> Which is kinda like Which uh, is come on guys. Which is coming out the gate hot with, you know, here's twenty games and they're not all available yet. And know? it's like, like when do you get another one? Uh in I don't know. regards, but yeah. Right. I don't know. You've got 20 games to work through still, which I mean, I still, you know, I'll get into Super Metroid after I beat Zelda. Like, yeah. that's going to be the next one I like play. That's yeah. going to be a real. I, mean, that... I don't know. I would prefer, like, if we only have to, if we can only get one game a month or whatever, whatever they got to work out, maybe it's hard for them to do three, right? As long as it's regular. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, you know, for every podcaster, they say, like, or anyone who does anything online, People preach that regularity is key to success and engaging people. It is. I think yeah. the same. The same with releasing these games. They have to tell us, okay, it's coming out on this date, or it's coming out once a month, or whatever. Not just like leave us to wonder when the next one is coming. That's well, frustration. Well, it's kind of like That's just. I mean, this is a preview to our Dreamcast episode, but it's kind of like the Saturn. What happened with that? Where yeah. they just. 
dropped it and they didn't like let any sort of like build up mm-hmm. for it happen. Like nobody knew that it was coming out and they're like, Oh yeah, we're doing this and it's out today. Because they, they had Sat- Saturday yeah. set up. That yeah. was going to be a Saturday when it dropped. And yeah, but it was, it. but you need to like, you need to build up the hype around it. You can't just like drop it and expect people to buy it. You know, it's like, Oh yeah, it's out today. Right. It's like, well, you need to tell companies like they need, you need to give out uh development kits and all that stuff. And, and you know, I'm with you there, John, as well. It's like, you should, you should keep it as a regular thing. If you say that you're just going to drop shit whenever you want to drop shit, it's like nobody – people are going to be like, oh, well, now I have nothing to look forward to. I'm just not going to care anymore, you know? Not right. that it would – Part of the fun is anticipating yeah. it. And yeah. To I, not know when we're going to get the next one is just, like, it's frustrating. Yeah. I do wonder how much it had to do, like, with what I had to deal with. They knew everybody was going to be at their one-year renewal for NSO. They're like, well, here's all these Super Nintendo games. Like – I mean, that's why I did it. I still would have renewed it, but like, I was like, well, I want to make sure my, you know, my account is rel, you know, up to date, just in case, like, when they drop them, like, I don't want to be like lapsed on my account, and then I don't get the games, like. So I mean, I dropped the money just out of anticipation of these games. So yeah, I do kind of wonder if they're not playing that card a little bit. I'm hoping that they drop a new system every year, if it like follow this Me i mean aside from that i hope but, they pick it up i hope it's every six months no it'll be every year i mean I, I feel like asking for every year is already asking for too much that we probably won't get the I mean, timing for the uh the switch light too it makes sense you know the switch light is an ideal home for super nintendo games i mean it could be a home for anything really yeah it's true but super nintendo games can be the can be on anything I mean, I guess if they're trying to go the new 3DS route, that's what they did with that, too, where they dropped the new 3DS, and they're like, oh, but it can only... Super Nintendo games can only be played on the three on the new 3DS, so maybe they're trying to repeat that again. I don't know. If they do it every year, though, then it's going to be, what, how many more years? Six more years or seven more years until we have every system on the Switch? I mean, yeah, but the Switch be, won't be around. Be I mean, most... Uh, most systems only last like five or six years, so I don't expect the switch to pull a Game right. Boy where it's like around for like ten years or something. I don't know. I mean, I I'm just hoping for a 64 and a Game Boy like collection on there. But as far as the GameCube one, I don't think that's going to happen on. The oh, switch. I'd love to finally be able to play Game Boy games on the go. Yeah, well, you can play some of them. <laughs> There's some on there. Uh, Nintendo won a UK, a UK court case against websites that enable switch piracy. Good. That's good. That's good for Nintendo. Fuck piracy. Which the uh, well, the main site they listed, I've actually uh, been to before. Sorry, FBI. Oh. But <laughs> you downloaded ROMs from there, not for the Switch. Well, it was back in the day when I first got my uh, Android phone and uh, learned that you could Game Boy Color games onto your Android phone if you went through these certain sites. So that's why. That's how I got a hold of a. Uh, yeah, like Pokemon Red and Blue on my phone back in the day, oh, okay. which I still have that phone. It's somewhere, but it was through this, uh, through these ROM sites that I would find the game files. Mm. Yeah, and the main one was. It looks like what it's going to do. It's basically going to stuff that you would browse on the UK is going to block those sites that you try to go to. Is what it looks like mm-hmm. it's doing. Because I'm like, I haven't heard of any of these injunctions. Sky BTEE Talk Talk Virgin Media. We'll be forced to block or at least impede access websites that help distribute pirated games, modified hardware, or 
provide information on how to mod consoles. Oh, it was uh, it was coolrom.com. Oh, I probably that's went there too. Uh, I mean, yeah, I went, that's I was, specifically one that's under fire. Yeah, I went, I went to all sorts of different places to find uh, mm-hmm. ROMs for like emulators and stuff like that in my past. So, but you shouldn't be getting ROMs for the Switch. And if you hacked your Switch and you download games for free, you have no right to talk at all about games. That's what I'm telling you. That's what I'm telling <laughs> people. If you say there's no games, well, it's your fault because you don't pay money for any of them. And that's why you're not getting the sequel to whatever game you're mad didn't get a sequel to it. I'm telling you right now, right here. That's the way it works. But uh, what else? Oh, yeah. Reg- rest, Reggie, yeah. Reggie Fizeme, he's a... He's teaching now, right? I don't think we ever mentioned that. Like he became a he yeah. Became he's a, teaching at I think yeah. Cornell, but that was not the news. The news this week is that he is going to be a speaker at South by Southwest 2020. Okay, what is he going to talk about? Being retired, being an ex Nintendo. Is he going to announce Google that he's show. working for uh, Google Stadia now? That'd be hilarious. <laughs> well, I, don't I know. mean, I imagine it'll be something along the lines of Blue Ocean, but um, with indie music. Mm. And if, uh, yeah, I mean, go Reggie, you know, do do your thing. Maybe, He's maybe. probably getting paid, like, you know, real well to be a, a, a keynote speaker. Sure. He'll yeah. just be the opening speaker to get everybody's body ready for South by Southwest. <laughs> He's just going to talk about Pokemon and Metroid. <laughs> Mike Judge. And, uh, and he's just going to, he's just You're there. Daniel to, Johnston. He's just there to kick ass and take names, you know, and all that. And if we end up doing our, and if we talk about the weird exercise thing, we'll put it here. All right, so this is our update. We watched the trailer for Ring Adventure. That's what it's called, right? The official yeah. name. So, yeah, it's uh, what I always wanted, a combination of turn-based combat and exercise. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the one way to get me in- interested in, in uh, exercise, right, is to make it in a turn-based RPG. Just uh, yeah, weird. I was surprised that it was an RPG. To be honest, like very surprising that they that they made a fitness RPG in that regard. Yeah, I mean it's kind of cool. I mean I like the I, I always thought it'd be a cool idea to mix, you know, to mix mix like a game, an actual game thing with with exercise. You know, kind of gamify it to where like the more right. you work out, the farther you get. That looks like kind of what this is. Uh, if you're if you're living in like a flat with a neighbors and downstairs neighbors or whatever it might be a problem but towards the end it said that you can just bounce up and down and you don't actually have to run silent mode (laughs) there's a Mm -hmm. silent mode yeah where you can kind of just like tiptoe bounce like like that uh warrior wear dance game where you just kind of jump or not jump but just bounce yeah the whole time i was kind of watching it going oh cool but i don't know i'm like i'm a big guy and i'm on the second floor i don't want to destroy my neighbor's uh, my relationship with my neighbors. Yeah, but, um, <laughs> you got to bounce. You got to do the bounce. Where you gotta you bounce. Yeah. So I guess so. It's like a, on a path. You run in place. Your character moves for that. You get in battles where you attack people in different ways depending on what you do with the ring. I guess there's like yoga style moves and like different colors. Different colored characters will react differently to those moves kind of like it's you know it's like your pokemon battle types mm, or fire emblem. that type of thing yeah where it's like uh oh there's this guy well you should use the the downward dog move or something i don't know mm-hmm. I, I don't know if that's actually a move on there present yourself i saw a whole lot of 
Yeah, a whole lot, lot of like um, tilting. And there was one mm-hmm. move where you had to like stand on one leg and do it. And I'm like, I'm I'm not going to be able to do that. The one where you like put your put your foot on your knee or whatever. I'm I'm sure that's I'm sure you've done that in the Wii Fit, Jeremy. Yeah. From playing Wii Fit recently, does this intrigue you? Well, you know, one thing that I thought was kind of interesting about this video is that they don't really mention fitness at all for the first couple of minutes. Like they're like, this is an adventure. This yeah. is an adventure game. Like they're very yeah. <laughs> adamant about, you know, this is a game. Not that this is like a fitness device. So they sort of just kind of gently bring that in as you go. Like, oh, and then, yeah, and then you might work up a sweat. You know, like they're not, I don't know. I think it's interesting that they're not going out of their way to call this a fitness device, even though it obviously is. Um, Am I intrigued? Sure. 80 bucks. I've spent, you know, I've spent nearly that on Labo. Labo. So obviously I've dropped money on experimental Nintendo stuff in the past and been either I guess I've been not necessarily disappointed but uh, I got over it really quick so that's kind of what I wor- worry that would happen with this because I don't really use my Wii balance board that much and I mm. spent five bucks on it so I guess I don't feel like I wasted a lot of money but you know 80 bucks for this um, I don't know I want to be able to try it and I don't even know how they could demo this thing you'd have to have it on like a I guess on some sort of tether at the store. Yeah. Like, I'd want to at least try it. I'm and, sure there's, yeah, there's gotta and, be. Some oh yeah. And then you it. gotta be able to like put it on your upper thigh. Yeah. <laughs> With the strap. That seems like something they're not going to have like for everybody to try. Like, yeah, strap this thing to your upper thigh in this public setting. And, um, not the most sanitary place to strap a joy con. Mm-hmm. Uh, but am I interested? I mean, I'm going to wait for some reviews. I'm going to wait for some, feedback because who knows this might end up being amazing but so far it looks like a mode in we fit yeah it, so it, it reminds me of like something <laughs> that would have just been one of the different things in the overall game itself yeah i mean although i'm kind of I'm, I'm kind of thinking that maybe it is actually a pretty full game because if you look at the unit itself how much could that possibly cost right yeah um, it's like the it plastic like thing they, in a strap and that's 30 dollars like Maybe twenty bucks seems about right, and yeah. it looks like the as far as the pricing, you know, it's eighty bucks. It looks like it's a full price game, sixty bucks plus the yeah. cost of the equipment, twenty bucks, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm inferring from that that this is actually worthy of a full sixty dollars. Also, I think that probably the way that they came about this was all right. So we fit was a, a big hit; it was profitable, but it also we all know it kind of dove off pretty quick. They didn't have the second one. And uh, and a third uh, one, and the, and the third one. But you know, these were like rather on, on the fat end of things where people talked about it for a lot, and then they kind of stopped doing it. Right? Mm-hmm. That's what you do with exercise. So I feel like they <laughs> are taking this approach of this is a game first, exercise second. Yeah, I didn't Whereas see. We we fit was always about exercise, and then some mini games. Yeah, I mean they they should have if they wanted to really push that it was an adventure game, they should have yeah. like given you some story there. See like why you why you're stuck there and why you're fighting these blobs with your with your stretching or whatever. But, I think that'll come soon. I mean, it was this a body. Like, it's a bodybuilding. What do they say? A bodybuilding lizard. Oh was yeah. What was uh was the enemy you were fighting? So yeah, it's obviously <laughs> you know it's not like you would think maybe like you kind of get the impression it's like a sloth like a sloth like creatures are invading the world and mm. you got to fight them with exercise. No, they're actually physically fit. 
enemies that you got to match their physical fitness to fight back. <laughs> you must become one of them. Yeah, there were some modes that looked interesting. There's like a there was like kind of like a floaty like the floaty thing from Wind Waker is kind of what I felt on mm-hmm. there. Where you kind of like move, you kind of like tilt from side to side, or even like skydiving and um, pilot wings. Yeah, or like um, or like the glider, I guess, sort of. But yeah, no. And one of them, you like, uh, I guess when you're running, you like move the, you move the circle down to jump, right? That's kind of how, mm-hmm. how that is. And you can jump over things. I don't know. I'm wondering, yeah. if, the, I'm wondering if that character is Wii Fit Trainer or like an evolution of Wii Fit Trainer, or is that a whole new character? I think it's a new character. The graphics look pretty good, I guess, for, for what it is, you know? It's just, uh, yeah, Nintendo's just gotta try to, gotta try to, do that quality of life thing again. Be like, hey, this is what we got here. <laughs> I'm really interested to like how that, to what that ring thing is made out of. Like, is it like, is it like hard plastic? Is it like a, I know you guys said earlier it's that, that it's like a rubber, but it's, but it's like a rubber yeah. that stays, you know, it's not a like really, a rubber really, band yeah, that's like going to fall rubber. down, whatever, you know. Not a stretchy rubber. Yeah. Like, you ever see those, um, that it's exercise stuff the Wii remote cases are made out of almost. Well, that's still kind of soft. Yeah, there's a there's an exercise device. It's like a bow. It's not a, a shake weight, but you shake it back and forth. Yeah, laterally, not up and down. Mm-hmm. It looks like it's that kind of that kind of material. Yeah, it's Nintendo's own shake weight. <laughs> yeah, sort of. These the presenters they chose for this uh, really weird, very overly enthusiastic. I don't know the fa- the fake enthusiasm was like kind of hard to overlook. Um, well, you, like it was very distracting in this in this video. You don't want a game sold to you by a guy in khakis. I mean, you, you can totally trust him. <laughs> yeah, he didn't look ready to exercise. It was also. The, I thought they. I don't know. It kind of seemed like all the people they showed using the device were pretty physically fit. Yeah. I think it would have been a little more inclusive to show different body types of people using this. Yeah. Right. But it's a lot of like people that that look like they do yoga every day and heard <laughs> that run every day, like. <laughs> That's the kind of like level of physical fitness we're seeing in this. It's like do it's interesting that nobody was in workout gear. Everybody was in regular clothes. Yeah, that was another. Th- yeah, like they were like wearing pants and stuff, and it's like right. it's trying to make it look like oh, you can just do it whenever. Yeah, it, it should have been like, do you like to run all the time already? Would you like to have a screen in front of you while you do it? Well, you, which you probably have anyway. Are you know. tired of exercising outside? <laughs> do it in your home now with yeah. a piece of rubber. I mean, I. I'm intrigued by it, but it's, it's, what's the date is October, right? Like mid October. Yeah. It's 18th, I think. 18th. Yeah. Yeah. October has become the new September pretty much as far as like everything coming out then. So it's like throw it on the pile, but I don't see myself buying it considering that we're leaving like for Japan, like three days after that. So (laughs) so I'm not going to take, I'm not going to take it with me and use it there. It's a vacation. I don't need that stuff. You can try it on the plane. Take yeah, your right. ring, like swing it all around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they love that. <laughs> you have to put the joy. You have to attach the Joy-Con to the wing of the plane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that'll hold. That'll really hold well. So you're both you're both kind of on the fence about this, then. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I think I'll get it eventually. I'm not going to jump out and buy it day one. Yeah, just because, like you said, there's so much going on as far as new games coming out. I could see, like, definitely after the holidays. I bet there would be a, a price drop. Especially after you know yeah. all the all the the food based holidays, you're like, all right, well, I got to get a fitness device now. Right. Yeah, and the people. Seriously, I'm watching the video again right now, and it's like the people they have demoing it are just 
in such good shape already. Why do they need this thing? I'm I'm just interested to see like does it really I mean, I saw some at some part I saw some guy like doing like on the ground like do, you know, doing like push-ups or doing like a running thing in the push-up position or whatever. Is it going to be something that like makes you feel like you're doing something? Like where you like squeeze it like this? Is that going to make your arms feel sore like you worked out? I don't know. Like how well is it going to work? That's kind of what they I'm did mention. In. They seemed to mention that there was some kind of variable resistance to it because they said, "Oh, it's for people of different um, skill levels or whatever, exercise wise." Mm-hmm. Yeah, they said you could change your level, I guess, to fit you. And oh, also they said it's going to include a, a version of Wii Music where you can play an accordion. <laughs> oh, perfect! <laughs> that would be nice. But yeah, as far as the actual gameplay, I think the graphics look pretty. Look all right, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, it looks very, you know, very simple. I mean, it's for everyone. Dads, moms, daughters, sons, and everyone in between. Yeah. How much do you want to bet that they're going to put some kind of Zelda mode on there? Not on this, but I'm... You think I, so? Well, they, I mean, there wasn't a Zelda mode on Wii Fit. Or like a costume. You know, it's an adventure Yeah. I game. Mean, like, it's a DLC thing. I could see them doing some kind of, hey, wear Link's costume and, oh, look, now you got to go fight this Bokoblin or whatever. Not like a full-fledged game, but it has a little toe dip into Zelda. Yeah, I mean, maybe as a side thing, but I don't think it's going to be a part of this game. I think this is like, you know, it's like Labo. It's completely separating itself from from the main from the main Nintendo stuff. Like it wasn't even in the direct, and it there's no like they don't have like a pre- the Japanese president on there or anything like they would normally do. They don't have the guy from like from like the direct to talk about it. It's just these two weird fit dudes they're, they're fit people oh yeah and not only not <laughs> only are they you know did they make a point of getting it away from um everything in the direct you know but obviously this thing does not apply to the switch light this is meant to be played on a television so yeah yeah uh, oh, this yeah. is this is being marketed at not the people getting the switch light yeah this is more of a trying to bring in you know non-gamers i guess people who are really into hoops uh, they'll they'll be into it, but yeah, I mean, I adventure. It's I guess I'll just you just have to wait and see. Wait and see. Yeah, what I think it? we'll get some more information soon. This is just like the, I guess the quick introduction. Hey, look at this weird thing. You know, it was only seven minutes, but I bet we'll get another video on it in a month or so before it releases. It'll be out in a month. Are you talking? Yeah, about? I don't know if we're gonna be getting. Oh, it. We're not. I don't think we're getting another video. Yeah, it is. Oh, it is short. Yeah, it is a month. It's coming out. Uh, in a I, month. Think, I think we'll I get think one more video before it comes out. I with think a little bit more in depth and some surprises. I think this is the video, man. I think I mean, this the, is the. I do too. Yeah. So, like the yoga based moves as a, as a counter against an enemy. There's one where you actually literally have to hold still and breathe slowly, like you know you yeah. do in the, in the yoga <laughs> mode. It's like what? And there's one where you like have to like sit down and move your legs. It's like. If, I hope you don't have to alternate these attacks that much, like in the actual turn-based fighting mode, because it's going to be like, well, I don't want to fight this guy with this thing because I got to move and do this thing, so I'm just going to do this other one like a lot more that's easier instead of the one that's effective on this other guy, uh-huh. you know? And like squatting to fight guys, I don't know. Like I said, it sounds interesting. I'll have to try it out for something. I'm sure they'll work it into like a switch event or something like that, and maybe I'll get to try there right there what i'm more interested in is like you know when the when the when the mat like the balance board came around there were other games that came out that used it you know like monkey ball step and roll and like 
or like that Rayman game where you sat on it or whatever. Are they going to do something like that? Like maybe if there'll be a different version, like using it or like have it integrated into another game. That's kind of what I'm more interested in than this thing. But I just want to hold the thing and just squeeze it back and forth and see and see what, see mm-hmm. what it does. But yeah, no, it's coming. It's coming out on the 18th. Like what? Like three days after The Witcher Three. It's going to be hard to compete with that. <laughs> there should be a there should be a ring mode in Witcher Three where you where you use it for that. I'm, I'm kidding. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna have to. I'll have to wait on that one. But yeah, Nintendo going uh, to the exercise again. And also, there was a. They also dropped a Killer Queen Black trailer. That was another thing for October, right? Yeah, that's like a couple on, days uh, before. Yeah, so that throw that into October as well. So October is shaping up to be a pretty big month. Any final thoughts on uh, Ring Fit Adventure? I mean, it's. I guess it's. It looks more intriguing than Wii Fit did. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I don't know. I, I, I seriously, the presenters just had such an effect on me that like they're creepy. I want to be excited, but man, they were just really, really, really fake. Really phoning it in there. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) They did not. They were not excited about the ring adventure. I mean, I guess when you see people selling fitness equipment on TV, they have a similar sort of over exuberant attitude. So maybe that's just that's what they asked for. I, I don't know. I don't watch a whole lot of... Uh, well, I'm talking like infomercials and stuff. Yeah. I feel like a lot of those infomercials, aren't they like people that invented it, though? They're like some like old actor or like old bodybuilder or something that has like their new thing. So they're pretty excited about it because that's like their... I mean, that's their that's their pay. That's how they make money. All by George yeah. Foreman, every single thing. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. but yeah, no, I, I want to try it out. That's kind of where I'm at. I'm not... Definitely not ready to drop $80 on it. But I'm intrigued. It looks pretty. <laughs> it's turn-based combat mixed with mixed with exercises. I can't wait to thing. strap a Joy-Con in my upper thigh. Yeah, <laughs> I can't wait to put that ring thing over my head. But no, that's been our show. That's been episode 188, and uh, we just wanted to do a shout out to one of our patrons. Uh, Friend of the show slash patron Jesse uh, heard that heard that you got that you got mugged and I'm sorry to hear that man. Uh, we uh, wish wish for your speedy recovery and all that. I'm glad you still have your switch intact and all that. But that's I'm glad man. you look like a badass. Yeah, I mean, you look like a punch out character right now. Hmm. Well, glad you're mm-hmm. feeling all right, and uh, we uh, our hearts go out go to you and all that, and hope you speedy recovery that type of thing. And also. Um, our Nintendo community page on Facebook, which you can find Nintendo main community page. We are, we have what? 449 followers on there, right, John? 49 members. Yeah. So we're looking to tip the scales a bit and get it up to number 50. So if you go, if you go and find our Nintendo main community page and you join and you are number 50, we will give you a $20 eShop card. So if you are not on there as of right now, go to Facebook and do that. And once uh, that happens, we will somehow find a way to contact you through telepathy or messages through uh, Facebook and send that to you. So go check that out. I, I feel like it's been a minute since I've given out stuff on the show, even though we have we have been we have given plenty of eShop cards in the past. So you know, feel free to do that. And also, don't forget, you know, send us emails at nintendo main podcast at gmail dot com. 
I, you know, I have a tendency to to send to give people eShop cards. So if you, the more emails we get, we might have another like mail episode where we give out some free Nintendo money and all that. So check that out. But yeah, uh, we're gonna have a on that Facebook group. We're gonna have a poll this week. So check that out too regarding the uh, Switch Fit or whatever that weird circle thing is. Mm-hmm. So we want to know: Are you gonna buy this thing? Check it out on the Nintendo main community page on Facebook. My vote is no, but uh, yeah. <laughs> But thanks for but yeah thanks for listening to us. Uh, you can find us at nintendoinpodcast dot com. Um, you can find me and Jeremy on Twitter at nintendo underscore domain or jmax stack. You can find me on Twitch twitch tv slash nintendo main podcast. I'm pretty sure this Friday the thirteenth I'll be playing Friday the thirteenth. Probably play that until I get bored with it, and then maybe do some more of the uh, uh, deadly premonition. And uh, also check out jmax stack on Twitch for Jeremy's. Uh, Celeste part nine walkthrough playthrough mm-hmm. whatever death stuff and uh if you want to see our us playing and if you want to see us playing the SNES online you can check that out at youtube.com slash Nintendo main podcast um if you want to hear our bonus shows like we like we talked about with our Dreamcast episode that's hopefully going to be up soon patreon.com slash Nintendo main podcast as well and if you want to hear me talk about if you want me to hear me explain that joke that I said earlier about the Ari Oster trailer, uh, listen to Jess and I talk about Midsummer on Drunk Monday, which you can find that. It's our other show where we talk about TV stuff and movie stuff. But we've been your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson. I'm Jeremy Mikowski. John Litter. And uh, yeah, we'll be ne- back next week to talk more Nintendo stuff. Thanks for listening. See you later. See you. So, about those bonus features in DVDs nowadays. You know, the ones from the 80s have almost no bonus material. Even if they do, there's a trailer and the visual quality is pretty bad. Well, that visual quality is a good reminder of those days. So many new audio and visual appliances were coming out back then. Do you remember the first video deck we bought? We bought it to record one of the Star Wars movies on TV. 
and remember when that video store opened, we spent hours there, just trying to find a good movie to rent. There weren't that many to choose from back then. I remember renting some really bad ones after reading those back cover taglines. Hey, remember? Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, filmed in 1978. Produced, directed, written, and edited by John DeBello. It was really awful, but for some reason I still remember it pretty well. It had so many sequels, and the original was re-released in 95. The 87-minute long theatrical release bumped up to a whopping 90 minutes. But that was around the time I joined the Bureau. 